studio audience. Welcome, boys and ghouls, to another episode of Halloween's Forever, the podcast where we pick a topic and listen to three mutant horners rip each other's guts out on the way to deciding whose pick reigns supreme. I'm Brian. I'm Meg. I'm Steve. We're here once again recording in person. Together. We got beers. We got snacks. We got topics to discuss. We got talkies. We got talkies. We got, we got blue. What do they call them? Talkies. Not flaming blue. What are they? Uh, Extreme uh, blue heat, blue Talkies. heat. They are fucking toxic. I can feel the toxins <laughs> running through my veins. And we also got a big bowl of candy corn here uh, for one distinct reason, boys and ghouls. We're kicking off the spooky season real early Woo! this year. It is August, which is pre-spooky season uh, for me and and every sensible human being on the planet. Uh, and our topic for this month, I've been affectionately referring to this as showdown episodes <laughs> yeah. uh, in my notes. Um, for those of you who are new to the podcast, which I, I know a lot of people are, we do mini-sodes. You may have heard some of our mini-sodes where we pick a topic and talk about it. Once a month, we pick a topic or a subgenre or something. And usually we pick a movie, and then we we talk about the movies, and then we argue who, who, who should win, and then ultimately some somebody takes home the belt. This time around, a little different. A little mm. diffy. A little Joe Diffy. This time around, our listeners, social media friends picked our topic uh, from our we picked three from our randomly from our pool of topics. And then they voted on social media. And the one they overwhelmingly voted for is Halloween sitcom sitcom Halloween episodes. Um, so we're doing it. Uh, so we're getting a little spooky ooky in here today. I'm so um, excited. Yeah. I, I wish you would have like had like like actual like trick or treat bags ready for us. That would have made this feel like a you little. Can't, you can't blow your wad all at once. You got to ease into the yeah. Halloween season. One thing at a time. Yeah. Right. So so right now I'm candy just corn is definitely I love like we've mm -hmm. already discussed this. Uh, I love candy corn. Steve obviously said he does not. He's not a fan. No, um, not a fan. But like it, it's it, a polarizing it, snack. Uh, yeah. Maybe at some point we like should this? do a poll mm. on like people's Ooh. favorite worst Halloween candy, yeah. and candy corn would probably be on that list. I'll tell you this. We just also tried the uh, uh, Cookies and Scream flavored M&Ms, mm -hmm. which I think are new this year for Halloween. Much prefer the cotton, cotton candy, candy corn. Much prefer the candy okay. corn. Me personally. That's just me. Whatever. I like the classic, but when it's fresh like this, ooh, <laughs> picked right off the candy that, ear. That August fresh. Oh, that candy August corn. fresh. I hope candy everyone corn. hears every mm. ear of candy mm. corn that you um, are eating along the way here. Sumptuous, <laughs> sumptuous, waxy. Mm. I love it. See, so, so you mentioned, and Meg, you mentioned like uh, candy, like people hate, mm -hmm. and like the, I don't necessarily hate this one. I'm just like indifferent to it, and I don't want to eat it. Okay. The one I hate, and I think. Everybody hates it. Is Necco wafers? Oh yeah, those aren't even candy. I, yeah, wait, wait, Th they're what, just what? dried toothpaste. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I legit, I don't know if I've My ever had that. My grandma loves some Necco wafers. There is a generation that loves Necco wafers. There are, you know, they're I'm, almost I'm, in like wax paper. Yeah, right. Yeah, you guys should bring me them. Find me them. I want think them. Of, I want to try. Spare them. yourself. Spare yourself. Think, think of <laughs> think of Smarties, but they're like size of a dime. And then they're all wrapped in wax paper. Yeah. It's serious depression era candy. Yes, but, mm. they're, but they're less 
less flavorful than a smarty are we like not more in depression era right now or we're all just depressed <laughs> yeah it's it i mean it is like it wants to like if you are already depressed it's gonna make you lose your will to live right a neck away for they are like these little discs yeah they don't even have like the the acidity that a, that a sweet it tart has, has or i mean yeah. that a, a smarty like citrus has. Yeah. yeah it has yeah. no citrus or anything it's just chalk yeah as a candy mm, i and it's different colors for no reason because none of them taste different <laughs> now those little meltable little like almost pillow shaped things that are pastel colored those are like a fucking delicacy compared to Necco yeah. wafers. Yeah, Necco wafers just yeah they make okay. you lose your will to live. Um, <laughs> Imagine Valentine's hearts minus the flavor minus the fun messages. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a great way of putting it. God awful. God awful. So, so, so what's so actually the... happening is you guys are making me more enticed to do that's this. What, I'm hey, not gonna lie. Go you guys it. are not. You're gonna you... get this so built up in your head, and you're gonna try it and go, "Oh God, they were right. Oh, they're exactly they're right. So horrifying." <laughs> So horrifyingly bland. They're not offensive. They're just so nothing. Yeah, they're so awful. Yeah, and I feel so. Given the choice between that and candy corn, (laughs) I'm all aboard on candy corn. Yeah, that's like saying (laughs) given the choice between candy corn and like a sharp stick in the eye. Yeah, like you're gonna obviously take candy (laughs) corn. Right. Yeah. So, um, in any case, uh, let's talk real quickly about. Let's talk about the beers that we're drinking here. And if you guys hear in the background, we got some pups. They're playing. They're they're frolicking around here in, in the uh, in the in the crypto kel, which we we coined last last week. Um, they are uh, they're frolicking around, chewing on it, chewing a little little stuffy squirrel situation there. Um, but it's a cryptid day destruction, actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's all right. This squirrel deserves it. That's what I <laughs> um, yeah. Who wants to talk about the the beers that we're they're drinking? I'm actually starting off with one of your beers, mm-hmm. which I'm excited about. And I got a Pivo Pills, which is always a classic from Firestone. Mm-hmm. But as I said pre-recording, I am playing a full M&M and cleaning out my closet and brought a couple uh, couple beers from the couple cave. Two, couple two tree beers. <laughs> couple, couple two beers. Couple, They're very fruity. They're a little ones. bit sour ones. What, pineapple upside down cake from the folks who do the chonks. Mm-hmm. I just like saying that name. I get yeah. them specifically so I can say chonk. Big chonk. Uh, yeah, no. It's, it's fun how beer has just leaned into being garbage pastry. <laughs> and, uh, we have chonks. We have smooge. We have. Yeah. <laughs> the smooges. Smooge. I honestly That's a funny word to them. say in a Pittsburgh. Smooge. Right. Jean's got, got, got that smidge. Jean's got smidge. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys had them? They're actually not. I have not. I, I, I kind of enjoy them. I, I have I not. Um, in, in in such a way of like, if I want a smoothie that will get me fucked up, mm-hmm. they're they're good. Like I almost it. would rather like, just you know. go get like a Steel Reserve Blackberry, Ooh, you know, yeah. something or whatever, and just go. Let's embrace that. You're speaking to my I kind of white trash. That's how pro- I get down. I should just do a protein <laughs> shake with. with a shot of rum or something. Yeah. Is also adequate. That's true too. Super fruity. Yeah. yeah. Just take cake. some vodka to the mall and buy an orange Julius, and but you're all good. Just yeah. get the lowest, the absolute lowest shelf possible rum too yeah really to, to hammer <laughs> yeah, yeah. home my, my my buddy brian he would always joke when we were in college when he would go into the liquor store he'd immediately just get down in a catcher stance because he knew he wasn't going any higher than the bottom of the bottom of the shelf uh, i like how i don't know and i don't know if i should feel this way about it like it makes me uh it's like when you see the most russian vodka that yeah. you can find <laughs> it's named you- after some russian uh, monarch somewhere it's it's vladimir no, it's no shade on russia no shade on russia <laughs> yeah. 
yeah i'm sure it's totally made in america probably oh absolutely from 49 (laughs) percent neutral spirits which is basically like wood alcohol um it's horrifying Oh, you're getting you're fucking with those talkies, Meg. You didn't want to try them. <laughs> now you're fucking with them. We tried to smoke one already. It didn't go that great. I went I, blind. I have not recovered my vision. I walked into the talkies very skeptical, mm-hmm. and I'm a believer. Oh, talkies are fucking fantastic. These blue ones are a little creepy. And when you call something blue heat and the heat level index on the bag is pl- printed <laughs> extreme, yeah, I want. I'm like, fuck me up, cuz that's what I want from them, and they're not that. I'm a fucking no. bitch about heat. Like, yeah. I, I, like, I'm trying. I'm like one of those people. I'm trying. Yeah. You know, the same thing I did with olives. I'm like, I tried, and I tried, and tried until I fucking liked them, and now yeah. I like them, and I'm like, yes. Yeah. So um, that's what I'm doing with heat. I'm like, I'm trying. Beat yourself into each, submission. Yeah. Each, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think step. it works the same so, way. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, no, not too bad. They're, yeah. they're nice and tangy and delicious. They definitely have the tartness. Uh-oh, mm-hmm. they're, they're playing tug-of-war with the squirrel. This is just One dog turn. is five times bigger than the other, so I don't <laughs> like his chances. Um, yeah, so so the Takis, yeah, I like the acidity. I like a, I like a hot, hot, spicy snack, though. And, uh, and this what is, just what is that for you? So, um, is that like fu- kimchi to your face? Yeah, I mean, I like that, but there's like... So you can get some really spicy, like, almonds and, and, mm. and peanuts and stuff in a, in a gas station. The... Uh, but what That's is a it? Good was it combo Pocky? Pocky? Is that the chips that are? They, I feel they have like the oh, yeah, 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 chips. Pocky, yeah. yeah, not the dare ones that it's like one chip in a bag. Right, but just uh, the regular, they do have some ghost pepper ones. Yeah, are. just the regular ghost pepper <laughs> chips. Like they'll get you sweating. I love a, I love a, a flaming hot. This, these aren't even as hot as flaming hot cheese. Mm. Yeah, I got one for you, Brian. Yeah, it's a. Uh, have you seen? You know, like the hers, like cheese mm. curls. Mm-hmm. There's Carolina Reaper version. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I've yeah. had because they have a Carolina Reaper. Maybe it's ghost pepper chip. Hers chip. Okay, that's yeah, good yeah. too. Yeah, um, and yeah, that'll fuck you up a little bit. I uh, I Speedway feel like Speedway has a brand. It's like a, their house brand or whatever. Uh-huh. That's like I think either Ghost Pepper or Reaper, okay. and like yeah, they fuck you up too. Yeah, I mean, like I feel like the peanut of any sort or any sort of nut would like be like almost soft because has like sweetness that it's like it'd be a but good like pair. That o- it's 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 weird because the the I think it's the oil in nuts okay. just like make it permeate your mm. mouth oh, so shit. much more. Okay. It's like when you get a a really spicy jerky it just permeates your mouth so much harder or even like sometimes i've had like a really hot slim gym that i'm like oh my god i'm sweating just because like that fat just i think this like makes it permeate your mouth so much also i I mean with jerky i think because you're also drying it down concentrating you have have nothing but oil like nothing but hot we're totally veering off topic here but i have to bring in to the uh like you know the um Tijuana Mama or oh, like the pickled yeah. fucking yeah. Any type I, of wet I legit will just be like yeah I'm just gonna go pick up this and I'm like yep I need a pickled wiener in my mouth right now <laughs> yeah, like, I yeah. if, if I go to a gas station there's something that is just a normal human would go don't eat that you idiot <laughs> I'm, I, I can't keep my eyes off of it definitely um mm. Well, fantastic. So the the beer I'm drinking, we did talk about beers at some point. Then we got into <laughs> snacks. Then we got into wet meats. Um, I'm drinking a, a True Penny by Allagash. It's a Belgian pilsner. It's kind of a fun one. Um, so uh, it's all right. It's 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 not as kind of bright and crisp and clean as like the Pivo, for example. Um, but it is definitely a, a little kind of rounder and doughier and esterier. Mm-hmm. So it's all right. Cool. It says Chris, bright and trustworthy do you do you feel like 
comforted I, by this they beer. They try to use beers to like give them attributes <laughs> of humans. Yeah, it's not. Is yeah, it, this this beer all is, of my it, beers it, are is, my friends. Is bright, expressive, and it pays its rent on time. Like, <laughs> fuck off. Do yeah. you trust that beer to show up next time you move? He's a great good credit score. Yeah. Good credit score. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm also drinking Brian's beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's my house. It's my yeah. beer. Yeah, yeah. listen, I'm going to offer beer, so obviously why I come here. Yeah, but Brian, he bought he bought he nicely bought one of these celebration packs from Firestone. So Meg had the Pivo pills, and I'm having the Union Jack IPA. Yeah, I think I'm going to move real quick onto the uh, double barrel, which is mm. like one of my all time favorite beers. DB before the pandemic when um like everything is closed all the time obviously uh, i don't know if they've still have might not uh have uh, reopened but um oh my gosh i'm it's it's definitely gonna ma- escape me the bar in chicago very very famous beer bar um oh, I, uh, I don't know chicago that well dang it. they have a location in, they have a location in the um in o'hare Something nope, like no, you completely house. lost me. Uh, dang it. I'll think about it. In any case, uh, they would always have uh, double barrel ale on tap. Okay. Mm. And that would be like the shit. I've got another like three hour layover to O'Hare or I'm stuck there because I'm delayed like I was freaking yesterday or whatever. And I would just go there and go, you know what? This can make me feel better. I'm going to go drink two or three double barrel ales. So I have, a, <laughs> I have an affection for that beer. So that's that's the main. And Pivo is fantastic. I haven't had that beer, the, the Union Jack, in a while. So it's a pretty it's pretty straightforward as far as just like a West Coast IPA. Yep. Yeah. I'm glad that you have had terrible experiences in Chicago airports. I don't yeah. know if I told you my, my story of coming back from Oregon where I got stuck in Midway and like got bumped on my flight, which was good, fine. It was my choice. And then ended up pretty much getting my flight canceled and having to stay awake for 24 hours so i have yeah, slept Chicago. on about every damn uh bench and uh surface <laughs> in o'hare i think as well so yeah i feel your pain there dang it i'm trying to look for the name of that bar yes uh the publican the name of the bar that i was thinking of for all those of you in chicago were screaming <laughs> publican you dipshit yeah they're uh, uh, uh been around for a long time and like emphasize service and some great beer stuff like that so mm-hmm. in any case uh let's jump into do, do we jump into uh to our episodes we we announced them last week so if you haven't got a chance to go out and watch these three sitcom halloween episodes uh pause go download all three of them watch them back to back to back they're all on Hulu. Drink all three of these like beers. that was so perfect i was a little nervous i was like am i gonna be able to watch all these all on Hulu. All on Hulu. I don't know why. <laughs> I still don't know why. How did you watch all of that? I got on Amazon Prime. So one of them was oh. free on Amazon Prime. One of them I paid like 99 cents for an episode. And then mine, Family Matters. It's like I a paid two ninety nine. Yeah. I think, an episode. I was like, what? It's like eight ninety nine for the season. They have the entire series on Hulu, dude. I know. You could like binge that shit. I was just for I whatever reason. I was like, it. I haven't watched Hulu in a long time. And uh, and I I deleted the subscription. I, I canceled the subscription. But then like I feel like as soon as I do that, everybody's like, "Have you seen this thing on Hulu?" I'm like, "Fuck!" I have done that. So we had like this a trial is where we need to low key be like, "Let's share this shit." Well, you know, oh yeah. trust me, I do that. I'm like I I leverage Spotify for Netflix and Hulu. Let's be real. Look at that. Doing, what a trade. Doing trades, two for ones. <laughs> Um, yeah, we all live together. Don't worry. (laughs) Don't ask questions. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Um, so is anybody, well, I guess I get to choose who goes first as the, uh, as the reigning champ. 
And that's new rules, but sure. No, I get it. Yeah, when and you no, won, you I chose. Just, no. I did choose because I no, went last. Steve and I, no, Steve and I went No, no. Mom, I'm telling. No. Um, All right, no. Carmen. Yes. No, you definitely chose. Don't <laughs> fuck around. Right. You're right. You definitely chose. I so let me think. I did not think about this beforehand. We I, can I don't rock, paper, go scissors. Here's what I think we should do. Meg, you've never went first. Um, <laughs> she gave this outrage, this outraged look. This is literally showdown episode number three. I went first the first time. Steve went first the second time. Yeah. You've never, and I said, Meg, you've never went first. And she did like a, we like don't, we don't have enough history for you to contest this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the dirtiest player in the game. Meg, she can't keep them alligators down. The dirtiest player in the game. Um, yes. Meg's going first. Fuck you. Then okay. you're acting uh, like a real peckerhead at the moment. You're being a real peckerhead, Meg. <laughs> and then I'm gonna go. I'll go second, and Steve goes third. How's that? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's my point. I, I don't want to. I don't want to go third. I see your game. I don't want to go third. I, I don't want to go last, but I don't want to go first. You know what that means? Middle. <laughs> you're the middle child. Yep. Sure. Always forgotten. Remember that. Always forgotten. This is gonna be a bloodthirsty episode. <laughs> this this whimsical. It's probably topic, not actually. This, this very uh this very festive topic you, is where blood gets drawn. You, you have to remember, Meg has already tasted gold. She has. And but I, I didn't it. get to touch yeah. the but belt. She, exactly. But she didn't Brian get to take the belt home. That's true. Withheld the belt. <laughs> Guys, I told I you. I explained this to you. The supply chain. <laughs> I was waiting on precious Suez metal. Canal. It was <laughs> full guys... of metal and yoga mats. I couldn't get it. <laughs> not remember that Suez Canal situation. That fucking thing was wedged sideways. I made calls. It didn't help. Um, all right. So we are talking once again about sitcom Halloween episodes. Meg, uh, it's the floor is yours. Oh, we also we also beer. specified. Yeah, I'll hand you a beer. Which one do you want? Um, uh, dealer's choice. Dealer's choice. Easy. Um, so if you guys remember um, the religious horror episode, um, we there's a bottle opener over here for you. Oh, well, you got that as well. Um, so if you remember, we each talked for roughly 49 minutes about our movies. Right. <laughs> um, so we've 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 instituted a little bit of a new rule where each person gets maximum 20 minutes to talk about their pick whether it be a movie should be easy here because we're doing like 22 minute <laughs> sitcom episodes right <laughs> so you shouldn't have to talk for 20 minutes but uh, maximum 20 minutes and then there'll be a period of time after that to defend yourself and field objections and that sort of thing but in the spirit of keeping things under three hours <laughs> like we did last time um that's that's what we're going to kind of do so i, I, uh, I think it was kind of worth it last episode no, it was great. a lot to discuss yeah there was a lot to discuss it was heavy metaphors like a lot of just, stuff like, going on justified you guys talking yeah. for hours but the, this Listen, time. it's ben wheatley yeah. come on <laughs> we, actually you, we probably could have talked about three hours for that movie yeah. actually but yeah but this time we're doing sitcom so we let's Let's try to. <laughs> we probably don't need to wax poetic. I still for feel like Brian will somehow find a way. <laughs> I will. Listen, you're gonna have to cut me off still for sure. I wish we had a bell. Can we have a bell? I have a timer. There okay. you go. I have Same a timer difference. with my notes, so I have all my things set up. Oh, Eventually, we need to start editing in the like ding ding ding. This bout is one fall. Yeah, I, yeah. I legit think we need to find an announcer. We should actually get an announcer involved in this. Yeah, I'll jump on fiber. There you go. <laughs> Bruce um, buffers on Fiverr. Yeah, right. 
tell yeah. us what you're doing. So I chose, obviously, I chose uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine um, season two. I'm forgetting the episode number, but it was their Halloween episode, Halloween two. And as the show typically goes, it's always like there's always, always some sort of hijinks going along with like some sort of like serious thing which so like it creates this like lair but this episode which i find it to be really hilarious is that not only we are now revisiting year two of the heist where jake peralta played by andy samberg who's is, he's so funny so fucking great i'm sorry I fu- i've loved andy samberg since uh since uh his first uh digital short mm-hmm. you know I, i've just been, i've always been a huge andy samberg fan yeah like I, you think about it even i don't know i still can jam out to lonely island regularly yeah. mm-hmm. and still be like yeah my chains and yeah. my turtlenecks let's do this guys <laughs> yeah. um so this year uh putting on the table that they want to go after uh, the basically what is what is the highest person in a precinct? He, he's uh, like Detective Captain. Holt, yeah, Captain, Captain Holt, Captain yeah. Holt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they want to go after his watch this year. So I think it's really fun because like there's this layer of that. Yeah, we're gonna do this. We're gonna go after this. And um, Andy Samberg is like, I have, I've got this covered. Oh wow! So they do a Halloween bet in the first one. They yeah. do. Okay, so yeah. I didn't see the first one. So th- this is a reoccurring thing. The Halloween yeah. bet, like the and Halloween they, episode, they is always to do it. Since, it's like, like a challenge or a bet. Right. If yeah. I can do this, you get this. If I do this, if I right. don't, and it I always don't almost win. seems like the stupidest type of pranks too it's just like let me just get the stupidest thing and but they take it very seriously and they go very in depth with it they're like there's layers upon layers of how like intricate like like of like the like plot they've is been judging, yes, they've, they've been, been planning. plotting for over a year oh, kind yes. of thing yeah <laughs> yes we do learn in this episode that uh captain Holt has been plotting for a year um so anywho but we also Don't have going me, on this yeah on i mean all corner. i'm hearing is candy corn <laughs> this entire time i can't Mix the candy <laughs> corn with the talkies dude. i'm gonna oh don't please do it don't now challenge me with a good time this is what you're hearing right now do you hate it or do you hate it I don't hate him. <laughs> Doesn't add a lot. Sorry. Um, yeah. So also, we now have like the whole precinct is preparing for the annual Halloween. Like, oh, kids are coming trick or treating, which I never went to a police station for trick or treating, and I feel I think like they then as I got about older, it was like a community outreach that they were going to go yeah. hand out around here. We go trick or treating. The policemen and the fire uh, fire trucks drive around in neighborhoods where they trick or treat, hand out bags like that. Mm-hmm. They well, do it around aren't here. They just fucking nice. <laughs> yeah, they do, I hair. never had that shit. The, in when I used to live in uh, beautiful Waukesha, Wisconsin, one of the uh, one of the cops in the neighborhood used to drive around with his uh, um, just his like headlights off, but just the you know top of the car. I don't know what the hell they're called. Lights on. It's the playing, cherries. Yeah, yeah. Pl- playing the Halloween. Theme, like John Carpenter Halloween um, theme. Oh, okay. Like blasting I don't know it over the, the I, don't, I don't know if that's like super annoying because I mean, you get pulled over and you're like, fuck. <laughs> and then also you're like, these are intense. Turn them off. I get it. You pulled me over. Just fucking tell me what I need to do here. Yeah, it was um, awesome. You would just hear like this insanely loud John Carpenter coming down the street because yeah. he would just be crawling right off the street. <laughs> Super creepy. Everywhere. Michael is probably in the car with him. Um, he probably stole the car for breaking what kind out of prison murder again. I <laughs> I'm also. We should at some point talk about Halloween kills, but whatever. Mm. Um, 
But anywho, yeah, so there's, like, all this going on, and, like, one of the main characters, Gina, who is played by Chelsea Peretti, also married to Jordan Peele. Let's she's also, so fucking funny. She's so amazing. I used to listen to her on Pete Holmes's podcast, like, 10 years ago. She yeah. used to be on that all the time. That's awesome. Yeah, no, she's, like, a great comedian. I just kind of, like, like that dry personality that she just continuously brings to her characters, and yeah. it's just, like, it's just really entertaining. And uh, so she's almost, like, again, we're bringing layers to this, which is why i think i love brooklyn 99 so much it's like there's just it's yeah you have these hijinks and these funny things but you also have these other things going on and so she just like bails on the whole like okay screw you precinct i need to go do this thing that's important so anywho we now start unfolding that uh andy sandberg uh jake peralta is has a plan to steal this fucking watch and I love it because he is like straight up like, I have every base covered. I'm actually going to bring in a criminal. So they're police officers collaborating with fucking criminals to like try to steal this watch. Yeah, this is a very like super silly show. If you've never seen it before, super silly, super surreal. Like they kind of like have the facade of it being like a police procedural where everything happens in the office and stuff. But it's tons of just like over the top silly jokes. Andy Samberg essentially plays a child as a cop. Right. But let's also be real. Like like, let's bring into the rap of like Terry Crews. Terry Crews is this buff, handsome black man. He's a good looking. Oh my God. But he's in love with yogurt. And that's the joke. Like, he's a running joke of, like, he's, he's a super softy. soft. He's yeah. so yeah. soft. But he's super he intimidating. He has these huge. twin daughters and this, like, beautiful wife. And so it's just, like, he has this, like, very tough facade that he's, like, Ugh. But then he just, like, gets obsessed with people touches yogurt. Like, yeah. you know, like, that's that's the amazing part of it and yeah. the funny part. Um, we get into the actual heist. We have fingers which that was also one of the notes that i had in this is just like the amount of different nicknames like um i uh, i'm trying to think of ah i'm really bad at names i'm gonna pull it up right now I, I uh, yeah they- joe <laughs> you know, uh charles boyle is just like i want to be double deuce and you're just like <laughs> What the Dude, fuck? Joe Latrulia, Joe Latrulia makes that show. Oh yeah. my god. So fucking yes. funny. So fucking good. Yeah. And um yeah, so like even then the criminal they bring into the picture is fingers. Yeah. And then there's he's jokes like a pickpocket, about, right? Yeah, he's a pickpocket. Yeah. But then there's also just random jokes about my like about him fingering and fingers things. And I'm just <laughs> I like, love okay, like, whatever. Wait, you hired you hired a criminal, and Andy Samberg's response is "grow up." Yeah, grow <laughs> up, of course. Because there's like the whatever the what's the detective's name that she's kind of like the goody goody like people. Oh yeah, her. Amy Santiago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, which again, wait, if you, you get hired super a criminal, invested, he's like grow up. Yeah, no. But Meanwhile, he's hiring invested, a um, um, Yes, Amy and Jake are married and have children. So, um, sorry, oh, I am a very so that later on they're in, in a relationship. Fuck yeah, yeah, they are. It's oh, so cute. Yeah, I need to watch these shows. You need to watch a funny. It's such a funny show. Honestly, if like you're binging any like normal sitcom, this is a fun one to I've seen like a decent amount of episodes and I always like them. And I went like I had a long flight, like cross country flight one time and I cranked through like most of a season. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I never picked it back up. It's it's really funny. 
So yeah, so we're they're planning the heist. Then I feel like it just like quickly jumps to the heist, which is like an interesting move. And I feel like they played it out to be like this is not the most important part in how they actually like presented it to the audience. Is like okay, yes, now we're doing the heist and we have figures fucking pulling this off, blah blah blah. So then it just they uh, have like a whole bunch of like. Um, red herrings and like diversion tactics to get yeah. the captain's attention, right? But, yeah. but it all happens like within like a couple minutes. Right, yeah, like, right. It's, like, that, it's that, not that, the culmination that, of the episode, right? No. And, that, and that's that's my point to like that comment is like it is not the point of what the episode is going on because like when you start watching it, you're like, this seems to happen too fast. Right. Like this is not the point. So anywho, like. Andy, Andy Samberg's character thinks that he has won this fucking bet. And he tries to get the watch back from Fingers and come to find out. And he's like, thanks for the watch, buddy. <laughs> yeah, he like double I'm a criminal. Cross, he double crosses him, kind of. Yeah, yeah. In, in more ways than one. Like, it starts unfolding where all these, like, terrible things start to happen to Jake Peralta. And he's just like, oh, my God, everything is just falling apart. But also, one of the things that I loved is, like, this watch started becoming referred to as the Death Watch because it was, like, <laughs> yeah, Captain yeah. Holt's husband's father's watch that he gave him before he died. And I was like, yeah, Death Watch. That's I want a Death Watch. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what I want. Like, I want it to be cursed. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, if you get a death watch, it's got some sort of weird. I feel similarly like curve. when I go to buy a house that I want to make sure it's haunted. Like, I want to, yeah, I want to walk like, into that. Who died here? How'd they die? Yeah. Like, talk to me about the ghosts. <laughs> so, so about the ghosts. Yeah. Um, what I love about this episode is like how all these terrible things start happening to Annie Sandberg. And then it just like all kind of cul- culminates together. You're like, this is not going as planned because again, everything happened too fucking fast. You're like, more is going on to this. Yeah. So we come to find out, uh, Andy Sandberg's character gets arrested because he lost his fucking badge. And this is when everything goes Because he breaks together. into the car, uh, he, yeah. car impound, yeah, his car just, gets towed. Like everything right. is happening in this very like, whatever the opposite of serendipitous way is. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So he's just like, what is happening? Everything's falling apart. And so it's almost like, right. And then we have to bring him. Yeah. We have to bring it all back together. And Mm -hmm. that like when he gets arrested and then captain Holt comes into play and he's like, (laughs) but I mean, we should describe captain Holt's character right now too, is like, he's a very stoic, like, does not give a fuck about jokes. He's just like the anti-joke. Super dry. So dry. Yeah. He's like, I would rather be at the opera than doing anything else in my entire existence. And it's just, I feel like that plays into his charm and like how he develops as a character over the seasons and so on and so forth. So he basically exposes as Jake Peralta is getting arrested that everyone, everyone who Andy Samberg or Jake Peralta like, thought was on his side is now officially they were not on his side Mm -hmm. they were all against him so we talk about how fingers fingers the criminal Mm -hmm. he has now been played on two two behalves is that captain hole has been planning this months prior to jake peralta he's like well i'm gonna make you go after my watch so i'm gonna start every time you walk in i'm going to be like you are x minutes late you are X minutes like early in Chicago time. Yeah, so he's uh, playing him the whole time. Mm-hmm. So then he starts seeing like he is now focused on um, figures. He gets arrested. 
Uh, and he's like, I see him intrigued. He's like, he's a pickpocketer. So he already played the, the watch card. Now he's playing the fingers card. So he's like, boom, boom, boom. These things are coming together. And then ultimately he's like the entire team wants him to be embarrassed. They want him to feel so much shame and hilarity and like make him lose and make him do all of the paperwork. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah. And I I kind of like love that that dynamic is that because like Andy Samberg's character is like such a lovable character, but at the same time, if you knew him as a real human being, you're like, this dude's fucking annoying. Yeah. Shit. He'd be a lot. (laughs) Yeah. He'd be so much. I love the, like the, the, the admiration that and like camaraderie of the group. Like I know it's like, it's a funny show. There's a bunch of like really great one liners, um, which I definitely want to talk about some of them. But when, when they, they, they have such an admiration for each other. Like I, at one point he says something to um, the captain. He's like, after he's done, he's like nervous. I forget what he's saying. It's Andy Sandberg's character. He goes, okay, love you. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, that's a definite thing throughout the series of like Captain Holt is his father figure. Yeah, yeah but yeah. also like he's you know always trying to one up him and everything. Yeah, and well. like yeah. Jo- and like Joe Latrulia is like his like little brother, like silly yeah. little brother. Yeah, and uh, but is also like really looks up to him. So he's right. kind of like the little. So like it's straight out of um, uh, like Hot Rod. You know, mm-hmm. it's like uh, what, what's the what's the the guy um, who who plays like the the little brother in Hot Rod? His name is escaping me. Um, but in any case, in any case, he's like um, he he very much reminds me of him. Where he there was one line I wrote down where it's like um, he gets in the, the shopping cart because his true his his uh, car got towed, mm-hmm. so he puts him in the shopping cart. They're gonna they're gonna chase you know the criminal or whatever in the shopping cart, or, or no, I'm sorry, chase the tow truck right. to try mm-hmm. to catch his his car that's being towed away and he's like i'm trying not to jostle you too much you're the champagne of friends <laughs> <laughs> and he's like what's the other one? yeah he he goes like um we're doing it because he andy sandberg's in the cart and joe latrulli's character which is boyle's pushing him and he's like we're doing it boyle we're tokyo drifting (laughs) (laughs) they're just such like yeah boy little they're like little kids they're like a 10 like a 10 and eight year old child but they're cops little kids playing cops yeah. yeah yeah no no it's super fun um trying to pick up where i left off Sorry, sorry. Yeah, so we're at the end. He kind of, yeah, um, yeah. he, he kind of like everything. Yeah, reveals it, and and it's it's all in good fun, but it's also like everyone kind of wanted Andy Samberg's character to yeah, get they all like humbled, him to feel, right? Yeah, because yeah. he was taking it so seriously. Yeah, yeah. He's always like taking the most ridiculous things very seriously, and the most serious things very not serious. Right. And it's just like amazing, and I think. But at the same time, they always play him off to be like a very confident, like capable fucking uh, detective and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which is like super fun to the episode. I love or when show. he goes whenever he reveals when Captain Holt reveals to him, and he's like, "What? No." What? <laughs> what? No. No. Yes. <laughs> what? He doesn't like the rear shock. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. I think it's super fun too. Um, yeah. So wrapping up though, again, talking about the layers. Uh, so we learned that Gina Linetti is like trying to learn how to dance. She's trying to go back to school yeah. and she 
collects Terry Crews to do this dance competition. Because she got like, kicked out of her dance yeah. troupe. She's like, I wrote it out. She's like, now they want to kick me out of the troupe only because I missed eight rehearsals in a row. <laughs> like she acts like they're idiots. That's what I love about it. Like yeah. I love about her character. She's like, it's always about what someone else is doing. She's like it's incredibly self-centered super. and like incredibly dismissive of everyone else, but in a funny way. Oh yeah, you know absolutely. I mean? So she's like the most jerk irredeemable character in the yeah. show but she always Absolutely. like comes back around and you make makes you like her somehow yeah i ultimately think my episode was the best i feel like this whole show is going to be a tough one for all of us it is yeah it is because it's it's sense of humor which is so subjective right, yeah. right? um i think this show is really really funny i particularly love Scully and Hitchcock. Oh, always, always. The, yeah, because they are They're the dumb. Homer Simpson dumb characters, <laughs> and it's so easy and fun to um, to write jokes for dumb characters. Yeah. yeah, like it's so great to. They get they get put the, in like the most ridiculous. Like we're not going to give you a nickname at all because you're going to forget. <laughs> and you're going to like not understand what you're talking about. Yeah, and yeah. then they have Scully to like sing the opera throughout it, and just like to distract Holt while they're trying to do the hijinks yeah. of sorts. Yeah, like it's just it's it's amazing. So I again haven't seen a lot of episodes of the show. At the end, uh, they have. Terry Crews take his shirt off at one point. Always. You know, when right. he's doing this. Is that just like a reoccurring thing? It, I feel like often, that guy, like half often. of his career. That's his, that's his career. <laughs> yes, he's very good. He's, he's very funny. I like him a lot. But like every show or movie I've ever seen is... Uh, I'm going to take it off and bounce my pecs because yes, he's Jack. That is an yeah. attribute. Right. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But and I think like that's what plays to this whole situation is that like he can be so buff and then it always comes back to somehow yeah. yogurt being like a factor. This episode didn't have too too much of it, but I always appreciate that they're like, "Where's my yogurt?" Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. Yogurt and suspenders. That's yeah. his thing. <laughs> so. Yes. So here, here's my here's my um, my argument against do your it, pick. Do it. Do it. Here's where I'm try. just taking a like a just a I'm taking a, a swing from the do you from the, take from a the third shit on this row. Episode? No, I really like it because I really think this episode the show is funny and I genuinely do want to listen or you know kind of watch more of it. This episode could have happened on any holiday. Yeah, <laughs> it could have happened on. I mean, it would have made more sense on April Fool's Day. Um, it would have, you know what I mean? It it could have been a Christmas episode. I can it could understand have been that. a New Year's episode. It, it probably would have made more sense as a New Year's episode because <laughs> I mean, like, I get the last prank of the year or something like that. Like, it had almost nothing to do with Halloween. But I feel like at the same time, it couldn't because of the fact that the way they used, like, Halloween to their favor of like that party bus and stuff like that. Like, granted, you have a party bus, but who's wearing costumes at a random party? You're bus? right. The costumes did come into play, like, but they could have wore disguises. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, th- that was the thing. And there was some good Halloween imagery, which for a Halloween episode, spooky, festive imagery is big for yeah. me. And it did have some of that, which was nice. Um, but I also love like the idea of hijinks on like Halloween that True. doesn't always Playing happen. Tricks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like it's it doesn't have That's to good be. Point. Yeah, I, I'll say I'm a big fan of heist films. Spike Lee's Inside Man as mm-hmm. one of the best like heist films oh, ever. For sure. So I'm a I, I enjoy anything that comes across as like a nice heist film, mm-hmm. and this one totally does. And it it's even better than like the Ocean's Eleven and Twelve and Thirteen and everything mm-hmm. because it has. Like it sets everything up for you. You see everything happen in real time, and there's no 
like the twist. There's no like a hey, let's pull the curtain off now and show you everything and how it happened. Right, right. Well, I mean, there is like Holt does it, but you've already seen no. All the oh, setup. I was talking about the movie. You're, I was talking oh, about yeah, the Spike yeah. Lee movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. the Spike Lee movie is fine because like it, everything is set up and you see it happen in real mm-hmm. time, and that makes sense as well. Yeah. But the, uh, but like with this film compared to or with this show compared to like the Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Eleven's films always end with some like grand thing that you never even saw. Mm-hmm. coming which is and not a good you have right, right yeah right. which is not a good thing mm-hmm. like it's just something that comes from left field it's like a murder mystery where they're like the whole time it was the gardener who you never met right <laughs> exactly exactly, yeah. exactly but this you see you see all the setups yeah mm-hmm. of you know peralta's car getting towed and the bears stopping him to steal his stuff and you even knew in the party bus something was going on yeah the party bus was weird uh, yeah. so you knew something was why up. are these like, people like talking to him the way they are yeah. and all that stuff you knew it was, he, you knew it's he time was for getting... halloween <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah okay yeah you knew he was getting double crossed at some point in, right once once that happens so. yeah you knew some double cross was happening so yeah. when holt reveals everything mm. it like it makes sense yeah and you know you see you saw the steps already so it's fine yeah very well written show. Yeah. Um, really, just I love the quick. Uh, I think we talked about this in a recent episode too. It reminds me of a uh, Parks and Rec mm-hmm. uh, or something yep. like that, where it's like the jokes per minute mm-hmm. is like rapid fire. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. oh, it's um, uh, one of the one of the creators of Parks and Rec also is a creator. Oh, of that this makes show. sense. It's uh, Michael Schur. Okay, so that, that totally makes sense. Yeah. It has a similar, similar point of view. It has a similar sense of humor. Just the dumb, dumbest little things in the world, with because Andy Samberg, you're writing jokes. It, it's literally like, what would a child do if he was a cop? Right. Or like the, the you know the Scully and Hitchcock. What would two dumb guys do if they were cops? Yeah. You know what I mean. And I love when Andy Samberg he comes. He's dressed as a as a magician uh, when he's kind of like doing the heist, whatever. Right. And they come into the um, like the meeting room, and he's like. I was pops. I was like, I was behind the door the whole time. <laughs> like, we just walked into the room. Yeah. Like, it's not impressive. Um, it just seems like something a child would do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Absolutely. yeah. Listen, good episode. Not as good as mine, but a good episode <laughs> um, overall. It's, it's, it's a good heist show, but where's the Halloween? Excuse yeah. me. Excuse me. Let's wait to like digest both of these. We episodes. made you go first. So you got to take your lumps. You know what? Meg. <laughs> I legit want to probably take this to our to our our, our listenership. Fast forward twenty <laughs> I'm already, minutes, I'm already, and we're arm I... wrestling and gouging <laughs> well, eyes. And dude, I'm here for it. We'll see how it. the voting comes out. I mean, you know, if if you know, if voting comes out in somebody's favor unanimously, then maybe we'll go with that. But yeah, let's not get ahead <laughs> of ourselves. I, I, guys. Like I said, I think this is gonna be a tough episode. I think yeah. this is gonna be a tough episode. Yeah, well, before we jump into mine, let's we let's crack this here beer. We just started uh, started passing this one around here. This is Drecker from beautiful Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, Drecker Brewing Company, pineapple upside down cake. Slang du jour, sour a la mode. Um, and it smells, ex- I mean, it, as promised, for sure. I, lo- I, I love how on the label it, there says, like, the ingredients, it says malt, hops, flora. So malt, two-row, uh, oats, carafoam, wheat, hops, Hallertau Blanc, flora's uh, lactobacillus, and then whatever their house ale yeast is, and then gimmicks. <laughs> I like that they just like literally just right on the nose. Yeah, this is what we're. They're like. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're very, very, uh, 
very... It's pretty funny they go through everything else that people would, you know, maybe or maybe not know about. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's got lactobacillus in it. It's got, you know, all the different hops. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then gimmicks to make it, you know, taste like candy. Yeah. Pineapple, <laughs> cherry, granola. Kind of interesting there. Uh, brown sugar, cinnamon, lactose, and vanilla beans. And uh, yeah, the cinnamon is, you smell it. Yeah. It smells like pineapple and, and cinnamon. Yeah, it's, it smelled like apple pie with pineapple in it. Yeah. Which just really made me want that as yeah. like a dessert. <laughs> oh, it's actually, I'm digging this. Normally not my cup of tea, but this is fucking tasty. Hey, can I see that can? I'm going to like mm-hmm. go right from the can. Yeah, go for it. So I will jump into my oh, shit, yeah. my pick for uh, for the for the month here. Which is, uh, if you listen to the last uh, mini so, you know what's coming here. You know I'm going straight, straight 90s TGIF with this some bitch. Uh, I'm going Family Matters, season eight, episode seven, entitled Steve. Uh, I'm sorry, Stevo. Stevo. <laughs> it's Stevo. It hey, is, this is I do not that? Jack. <laughs> It Hello, is my name is ja- Johnny Knoxville, and welcome to Jackass. <laughs> yeah. It is a, a Jackass crossover. No, it's Hi, Steve-o. my name is Brian Reed, and I am welcome to Halloween. <laughs> it is, uh, this one aired on October the 25th, 1996. I remember watching this one uh, as a kid in 96. October 96, I would have uh, been 11 years old. This was right up my alley. Um, and this is a pretty, this is such a fucking wild episode, uh, which I love. Did you guys, had you, had you guys seen this before? Actually, no. It's no. Like- it seemed vaguely familiar to me. I mm-hmm. think I, cause Family Matters changed networks from ABC to CBS. Oh, I don't even remember that. Yeah. yeah. And I think this was in that, this was in that time where mm-hmm. they kind of left TGI Friday and went to. Or TGIF, however you remember it. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely remember TGIF. Yeah. Like, yeah. I remember thank, that. Thank God it's Friday, Friday. Right. Yeah, right. I, I, I was right, right. mainly <laughs> obsessed with like Sabrina though, at that point. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was definitely, listen, Sabrina, between Sabrina and the secret world of Alex Mack, um, mm-hmm. th- those were, those were my, between those two and probably Laura Winslow, those were my biggest crushes <laughs> of the 90s. Uh, so I was, I was definitely, definitely all about it. You mean but, you didn't like Clarissa explaining things to you? I did like that too. <laughs> yes, for sure. She was, she was, uh, in my, uh, uh, adolescent, uh, preteen crushes, uh, <laughs> secret world of Alex Mack top tier Oh yeah, for yeah. me. And then probably a, a Laura Winslow and then, you know, and then after that, but, um, so some of, uh, it's funny cause you know, back in the day, like now we were talking about it's August. It's the first week in August, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Halloween is, I don't say in full effect, but it, I mean, <laughs> you go to the store, there's Halloween stuff. Before August, well before August, um, back then in the 90s, you had to ease into it, and you were looking for little hints. If you were a Halloween nerd back in the 90s, you were you were looking for any little bit of, of, of Halloween insight that you could find or hints of Halloween before really October started. So this... This show, you know, Home Improvement, Roseanne, sitcom Halloween episodes, like the imagery, the commercials, all those things were like a big trigger in terms of like anticipation of the Halloween season in the 80s and 90s, you know, whether it be specials, uh, sitcom Halloween episodes, whatever, like definitely for me is one of the biggest kind of nostalgia triggers for Halloween. And this episode is is way, way up there for me. So 
The great thing about it is it starts off and immediately you see a jack-o'-lantern. Very <laughs> first scene, as soon as yeah. it pops up, you see a jack-o'-lantern. So you get that like Mwah, chef's kiss of Halloween right at the beginning. <laughs> I totally love that, like how they set it up. It's just like, yes, yeah, so we're going to do the spooky episode. Yes. And they still always set uh, Steve Earle's character up to be the biggest bitch on the planet. Yes. Like, oh, spooky. It's a, it's a fucking jack-o'-lantern. I know. Oh. The spooky preamble, <laughs> you know, I guess probably the Simpsons pioneered that, you know, with Marge coming out on stage on like one of the very first yeah, you know, Halloween yeah. uh, uh, Treehouse of Horror episodes and saying like, maybe put the kids to bed. You know, he, she kind of does this right. little like preamble uh, mm. beforehand. And uh, I love that. I love that because this was you got to remember, this was like this was like uh, Tipper Gore era right you know mm -hmm. like don't show the kids anything scary oh, right. you know they're gonna they're gonna shit their pants and turn into serial killers if you <laughs> show them a jack-o-lantern or something like that so there's this kind of spooky you know preamble and first of all for me as a kid that made you either more scared or, or more excited or more excited or yeah, both yeah. for me you know it was definitely both so like especially you know you put listen you put an m rating or a parental advisory on a cd that just makes me want it fucking more right right um, so, so great off the bat, you have Steve and then, you know, the, the, the little kids in the episode, which I, I don't remember their names, but they, um, were kind of involved in it. It's yeah. Steve's more scared than them kind of thing. <laughs> right. So we've uh, got you, bro. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it. So, um, you, you jump right into it. First of all, you get reminded that there's a laugh track and yeah. I love a laugh track. I am a sucker for a laugh track. Uh, it just makes it, I mean, you know, I, I, I worked in a, I managed a comedy club in college and laughter makes you laugh. Mm -hmm. right. So like, I really wish more shows would do, still do the laugh track mm -hmm. because it just makes it, it sounds stupid, but it signals to the audience what's is supposed to be funny and it makes it more funny. Like mm -hmm. I have seen, you know, local comedians do the same five, 10, 15 minute opening, you know, sets over and over and over again as, as you know, in a, a comedy club employee and saw audiences when there wasn't anyone in the crowd, mm -hmm. you know, an open mic on a Wednesday night um, versus a Friday night with a full house. And the jokes hit completely different mm -hmm. in a group. Right. Laughter is contagious. So like I, I, I love a laugh track and I, I appreciate that uh, about this. So um, first of all, this episode is very much this is season eight. Show's been around for a long time. Steve Urkel, you got to remember, for those of you who are a little younger, you might not remember. Steve Urkel was like one of the biggest, like most recognizable characters in the country at this point yeah. everyone knew steve urkel everyone knew his catchphrases you know the uh did i do that versus oh, you know yeah, anybody want some cheese <laughs> you know like he was he was the shit back i feel then. like he always brings it like full circle sorry to like interrupt you no, just no. like when he's like even in and be like i love cheese my name's steve i love cheese so yeah. i'm just like oh my god yes, yes. <laughs> oh he's so good if you haven't seen it so while he's he's seriously it's a little it it's got to the point where like it became so nor it became so almost trite that it was like somebody doing a Borat impression in 2010 <laughs> where yeah. it's like yeah. it's not funny because it's so trite it's so in the zeitgeist but now with a little bit of separation with a little bit of time has passed now all of a sudden I didn't watch this in a while it's kind of 
funny all over again. Um, yeah, it, and he actually didn't even get into either of those uh, catchphrases in this episode. No, he didn't do either. I was yeah. waiting for a because I hadn't seen this in a few years, and I was waiting for a did I do that? He never even did he, that. Did he I do that? He could have totally done that with like the thing with the doll coming to life and being like, oh, no, yeah, man. he just didn't. Yeah, but it's 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 so the episode is very much focused around around Steve Urkel, and then um, you know I was thinking we just we just. Uh, christened the podcast cave here uh, uh cryptor kel right if you remember <laughs> this is pretty serendipitous if you remember steve urkel do you remember the episodes where he went in the machine that made him cool yeah and he wasn't Stephon. steve urkel Stephon. he was stefan or kel <laughs> yeah oh so this gives all new meaning to to cryptor kel here so, um, so you're saying he's of czech descent <laughs> i think so i think it, listen if steve urkel brewed a beer we'd decoct the fuck out of it that's all i'm saying um so <laughs> the first off the bat why has that not been done yet? <laughs> like Steve there's no way it has it probably watching, has. i let's guarantee it has if this. there is ip to be thefted some <laughs> brewer has done it right so like i mentioned before the winslow family their house is one of the best and most like nostalgic 90s halloween houses like they are doing um die cuts on the wall fake cobwebs everywhere just decking out it, like it looks like my house at halloween like, they just go so over the top which i absolutely love and sets the scene super super well and how fast moving this episode is again it's 22 minutes you got to crank it in there but it's so great because within the first minute you meet steve's ventriloquist dummy so the dummy's voice when steve does it is just Jaleel White's actual voice, right? <laughs> essentially, yeah, which is Stefan Urkel, yeah, right. Um, if you see in those later episodes, um, but it, it looks might be a little deeper, but it's just like, yeah, I think, little, it's, yeah. I think it's pitched down, but it he is puts just it him. on a little bit when he's Stefan Urkel, but um, it's dressed exactly like him, uh, it, it looks just like him. It is a mini ventriloquist dummy version of uh, of Steve Urkel, which is perfect. Um, Steve is up in his bedroom. Um, he's got the dummy with him. This is like, again, we're two minutes into the episode and Steve falls asleep on the mm -hmm. bed. Lightning strikes. He makes a very like kind of offhand wish about like, I wish the dummy would talk basically mm -hmm. like he's not a very yeah. good ventriloquist. He kind of says like, I wish I was better, you know, want the dummy to, you know, talk or whatever. He falls asleep this great like lightning strike through the window effect happens. It's kind of this like poltergeist level thing happening like four feet away from him. He doesn't even <laughs> notice. Um, and then all of a sudden the dummy slowly raises his head, eyes open. He looks around. You get the 90s crowd noise like, ooh, thing <laughs> happening, which is just so wonderful. Um and we are three minutes into the episode and the <laughs> dummy is alive. And I just I absolutely love that. So um, the dummy immediately starts trying to hide, you know, his kind of newly gained sentience <laughs> from Steve. He's the most that dummy has the most satanic voice. that oh, I've Oh, it's ever so heard. good. It's so good. Absolutely. So he, he wasn't hiding it from Steve, though. He was just hiding yeah. it from the Winslow. Well, he's, he hides it for a second from Steve. Um, just right off the bat, he kind of looks around and all of a sudden he's still again. And Steve's like, what was that? But it does not last long because Steve looks. He's gone from the chair he was on. He turns around again and he's on the bed and he says hi. 
to yeah. Steve. And again, we're so early in the episode, and already this, the, yeah, the dumb, the dummy's talking. <laughs> He's got this fucking scary voice. He's got scary Terry voice from Rick and Morty. Yeah, oh my I God. mean, it is literally scary Terry, which Give is me a cookie, bitch. which is a take on uh, obviously a, a parody Freddy. of Freddy Krueger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's just so incredibly deep so like modulated insanely like over the top spooky voice he does the maniacal laugh and then we cut to commercial maniacal and that's the great laugh. such a great commercial cliffhanger like not one household in america changed the channel after that shit <laughs> happened it was just like so so perfect such a great timing for for a commercial um but of course i'm watching this on amazon prime so it fades right back in but um it goes immediately into this like classic twilight zone type of shit right michigan j frog type of thing where like he only <laughs> talks when steve isn't looking so steve now looks crazy and he's trying to explain to the winslows that the dummy just talked i swear look i'm gonna prove it to you of course the dummy just lays there um doesn't do anything and as soon as everyone leaves the dummy pops back up and starts talking in scary terry voice again um and and, and carl winslow has some of the best reaction faces. He just sells it so hard. And that's what I love about him as a sitcom dad compared, even compared to a Tim Allen or like a Robin Thicke or somebody like that. Carl Winslow in, and I will fist fight a motherfucker on this. (laughs) Carl Winslow is the greatest sitcom dad of all time. He's so amazing. Um, So he's just, he just doesn't miss a a reaction with these, these faces. And of course, for those of you who know the show, Steve's, you know, kind of the clown. Steve's always, or Carl's like making fun of him and they have this kind of like love hate relationship. Um, Makes some, some very, this is just a, such a poignant specific nineties thing where like it was very much okay at the time to make fun of people with like mental illness. Um, and he makes some comment about, you know, you're going to go check into the rubber Ramada or something like that. And I just feel like the funny farm, I literally, I didn't, it just didn't even make the connection. The comedy club I worked with or worked at in college was called the funny farm in beautiful Youngstown, Ohio for all those, uh, in the Mahoning Valley area who know about the funny farm. I, I worked there in college, but in any case, everyone leaves the room. The dummy starts talking immediately again. So it, like I said, it's this, it's this. You know, whether you want a Michigan J frog or potentially like a, a, a kind of a, a Twilight Zone kind of situation because he's now he's just fucking with Steve. Mm. Um, and it legit scared me as a kid, as like a 10, 11 really? year old kid. The voice of the dummy definitely kind of freaked I'm not me out. Lie. Like, I mean, like I said, I don't I don't think I saw this when I was a kid, but like. I was terrified of anything doll related. Like yeah, me Chucky, too. Chucky freaked was, me out. Um, any Are You Afraid of the Dark dummy episodes? Mm. Holy shit! Because I am, a kid, I'm your freaking kid, your, out. Your toys coming to life and yes. attacking you? That's a thing. That, yeah, I was also a Cabbage Patch collector. Okay. So like, I always had them, and I, I so actually, you had a lot of possible enemies. Is yes. What you're saying? <laughs> yeah, I, I was, turned I yeah. turned them against my siblings. Like when In I shared a room with the usual suspect <laughs> lineup of your bedroom. Here's you had a, good, a lot. Of them. Yeah, okay, here's yeah. a good side story of like my uh I always shared I like I don't think I had like a, a solo room until I was probably like 12. And so when I like to fuck with my sister, I would turn them around at the end of my bed and have them face her <laughs> and I had one of the ones that would like eat like vegetables. Mm-hmm. I know and, what you're talking about. Yeah, and I was like 
Yeah, no, I'm just going to do something. I'll just put my finger in there real fast and be like, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what doll you're talking about. I, my, my older cousin had that same doll. My, we talked about this it. way back on the intro episode, um, like uh, of the of my aunt Jill, um, who was very much my, you know, she she introduced me to a lot of like horror movies and spooky stuff, and she was just an absolute Halloween nut. Um, in her old bedroom, in my grandparents' house, they had these dolls. And the dolls would, um, she would always tell us that no matter where you sit in the room, the doll's eyes will follow you. Oh, yeah. Oh, Creepy shit. And, <laughs> yes, and, and they that's... kind of did. It was like an optical illusion. But as a kid, you're like, yeah. oh, my God, these dolls are haunted. <laughs> so, like, I had an absolute, like, a fear of dolls. I remember watching, yeah, Leprechaun, Friday the 13th. Like, yeah. none of it really worried me that much. Child's Play freaked me the fuck out as a kid and it doesn't hold up for me personally i still love the movies but like it doesn't hold up to me as as much now but back then boy that was my trigger for sure i absolutely was was terrified of chucky honestly though like when i started getting back like into horror movies chucky was one of the first ones i faced yeah i like was like it's on usa i'm gonna fucking watch it up all night with ronda sheer in my 12 inch tv that was like super is like a 12 by 12 tv oh yeah yeah and so like yeah like i think like dolls were always something that like freaked me out so this episode was like it felt like it could triggering. actually happen to you as a yeah kid. <laughs> absolutely you're like yeah no at some point these dolls could definitely fucking kill me yeah, I, I i never had this you never had the, that, that worry no no i, I never remember, had that. i had, I had two I had Teddy Ruxpin, and he would never hurt me. <laughs> he will never I had 2XL, the smartest toy robot in the world. Uh, 2XL, the smartest toy robot in the world. And we still have that 2XL. My kids play with it. 2XL freaked me out. And then I had, this is asking for trouble, my dad had this big plastic roller skating monkey with a suit and a hat. Oh, Jesus. And it was a plastic roller skating monkey. He still has it at his house. And you take the hat off, you put it in the hand, and what happened was you dropped a coin in the hat and it would roller skate. Yeah. Oh my and God. it was in our basement. And yeah, it was nightmare. terrifying monkey. Yeah. So I was basement? for sure that monkey was going to murder me in my sleep. And I still, to this day, I'm pretty sure my, my life will end at the hands of that monkey. Um, <laughs> but the best part about this episode comes, kind of gets revealed right now. The, the best part. They keep switching back and forth between Stevel, the you find out his name is Stevel here in a moment, but the evil uh, ventriloquist dummy is a ventriloquist one second, and then they shoot out. You know, it's a multicam sitcom. You pop out, and all of a sudden, he is walking, and there is a person, a, a little person in the costume, um, walking around as Stevel mm-hmm. um, with human legs and human mannerisms and all these types of things. And it's just absolutely just, I mean, I remember floored me as a kid because you don't really see that much from Chucky do things Mm-mm. like that. No. It's animatronic and you can kind of see it. It's this yeah. uncanny valley type of facial expressions. No, but you're like, guy. no, there's a body here now, like yeah. a human body. Yeah. And, and Steve is questioning his sanity and the dummy goes, hey, Steve, boo. And Steve freaks out, yeah. runs up the stairs, locks himself in the room. And then this is the part that really, really nailed me as a kid. First of all, good gag. Steve puts like a, a chair, you know, in front of the door. And then he gets scotch tape <laughs> scotch out tape. Yeah. and starts exactly. taping the door. Yeah. Oh, classic bit. Classic <laughs> bit. Meanwhile, they are hammering home like Hitchcock type music. Right. Like really intense, like trying to like classic, you know, horror movie music. And the dummy climbs in the window. The idea of a dummy 
climbing in my window because my bedroom was on the <laughs> second floor growing up was just absolutely horrifying to me. But he climbs in the window and they start arguing, right? Steve says, you know, we can't, you can't walk or talk, you're, you're a dummy. And the dummy says something along the lines of, oh yeah, I suppose I can't dance either. And starts dancing, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> doing this quick little dance bit. Oh, it's so great. I love, 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 love that part. Yeah. If you Google, if you go on YouTube and you search like steve the first thing will come up is like steve dance. Like that little <laughs> dance clip will come off right off the bat. I really want that uh, steve like mask for a Halloween costume. Oh, that's I, a I, great I, idea. I'm curious if like be during that blown, time. I want to be a six foot steve <laughs> Oh, that would be so great. Yeah. Um, yeah, the dummy explains kind of that Steve wished for the dummy to talk and he's evil now. And Steve says something like, you're evil because he explains that. He wants to go on the road with Steve as an act, as a ventriloquist act, but he wants Steve to be his dummy. Um, and yeah. then he says, you know, the only thing that's in our way is the Winslows. So he's going <laughs> to, quote unquote, kind of take care of the Winslows. Take care of the Winslows. He says something like, you're evil or whatever. And he and then this and then the doll kind of is like, "Ooh, evil, Steve, I'm steve and kind of <laughs> names himself. So he says, you know, he, he's going to get rid of the Winslows. So this this is the part that's kind of weird. And I love the vague nature of it. That really worried me as a kid watching it because he his everything he does is like, I'm going to murder your family. Yeah. That is yeah. literally what he's happening. <laughs> but they never come out and say it. They, they're never. like, we're going to get rid of him. And all the terrible things he does to the family, they kind of soften the blow a little bit for, oh, for yeah. kind of what he does, um, which we'll talk about here in a second. Meanwhile... Second commercial break, we're eight minutes in. <laughs> to the episode. All this shit is happening. We're eight minutes in. Um, so so now it's time for trick or treat. You know, the, the younger Winslow kids, I, I forget again, I forget their names, but they're uh, Richie and 3J. Richie, yes, Richie. I couldn't remember the other one's name, 3J. Uh, 3J, I think, was like he was late to the series. He was, because so. yeah. Cause I remember Richie being there when he was super, super late. Right, right. Um, so yeah, 3J, which was whose kid? Somebody else? He was he was actually so I I looked into it. Okay. And 3J J originated as Steve's little brother in the Big Brother Big Little Brother system. Okay. Program. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, and then he eventually just got adopted by the Winslows. So he was like kind of in the foster system. Gotcha. And they adopted him into the that family. rings a bell. Absolutely. That that definitely rings a bell. So so it's time for them to go to trick or treat. Super mid nineties reference. They're Michael Jordan and Dennis Rodman uh, for Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> which is great. And 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 like the one's got like a bald cap on and the one's got like the crazy dyed hair. Mm -hmm. Um Steve ex starts to try to explain to Carl that the dummy's evil. And don't worry, because I locked him in the trunk. Carl Winslow, again, I'll gush about. Re Re Reginald Vell Johnson, you would know him from Ghostbusters. You would know him from Die Hard. Either the Die Hard movies um, and, and, and a bunch of other things, you know, bit parts and stuff like that and a lot of stuff. Obviously, Carl Winslow is kind of his, actually, probably Die Hard's his most famous role. Yeah, Die Hard's probably his most famous. And then, I don't know, I, I didn't remember this, but did you remember that Family Matters was a spinoff of Perfect Strangers? Yes. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. I, I, not until years later. Right. Because I never watched Perfect Strangers yeah, okay. as a kid. Um, so yes, but years later I learned that. Yeah, but I think it, it didn't it originate with Carl as like a police officer on on Perfect Strangers. Yeah, and they'll yeah, and then now this is all about his. Family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I again I Always learned that way way later. Um, 
But Steve locks him in a trunk upstairs, puts a note on it that says, beware evil puppet inside, <laughs> uh, which is great. And then, then there is a genuinely, and t- still, I didn't even remember this, genuinely creepy shot of the doll kind of waiting inside the trunk with glowing eyes and a, a really creepy laugh. Uh, busts out and yeah and he punches through it um so steve will eventually comes down the chimney and and eddie who is carl winslow's oldest son is sitting in the living room on the couch and steve will uh comes down the chimney kind of pokes his head out again you get the crowd going the ooh, you know kind of thing um and he says hey i'm trapped Eddie, you know, Eddie's character is he's kind of dumb. Like that's Eddie's whole character is he's kind of he's kind of a goofball. Eddie thinks it's Santa, goes over to help him. And Steve and Steve No, it's Satan. Fucking murders Eddie off screen. That is what you are meant to believe. Drags him up the chimney. And Eddie's like got to be well over six foot tall. Yeah. 200 pound big guy. Yeah, he's a big guy. And they pull him up the the chimney. Yeah, off the chimney. (laughs) It's so great. Um, So then Steve cuts to Steve has taken Steve Urkel's weird little car that that opens in the front. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that is a reoccurring, you know, kind of car throughout this, you know, in a lot of different set pieces throughout the, uh, the series. Um, he's running down the children on their bikes <laughs> with the car yeah. uh, in their Halloween costume. So it gets like really oddly dark all of a sudden. Um, and then he reveals that he has the kids trapped of sorts in the wall see the I, murphy bed yeah yeah i th- i think it was supposed to be taken as because everything is kind of cartoony yes in the way cartoony. in the way the winslows very are surreal killed. yeah and i think it was meant to be taken that their heads were mounted yes but they didn't w- but they also wanted to like we're not going to lean into this too hard right but they yeah. still they still had them alive and talking yeah but like the, the whole thing is like you see earlier in the episode the bed that steve falls asleep on he has Jordan and Rodman above him. Right. So then later, like, Steve will mounts the kids' heads who were dressed up. As, I, I don't know. I really like that part. That I part. did too. It was <laughs> just was it almost in the kitchen though too. I feel like the way they had it. Set no, up, it was they were upstairs. They were upstairs. That's Steve's okay. room upstairs. Yeah. Yeah, I just like, the feel attic, like the way they like moved it. It was just like oh my god, he found them and then he found everyone. Like, yeah, because then people. he goes back downstairs mm-hmm. and he finds Laura and Laura's kind of cut up in pieces but again they don't really show it it's just like her individual body parts are almost like a magic trick yeah. are in different cabinets but they're all still moving independently and she's obviously talking like she's not hurt but she is suggesting that the, she the is annoyed kind of got her yeah and she's upset. very perturbed very perturbed help yeah. me no i that that was something like i noticed it's just like like everyone who died like who was supposed to be like dead was just like not actually hurt too bad and you're like i can tell they were taking very close care of trying not to make it too sinister yeah Yeah. um because again it's tgif it's family you know television block kind of thing on network tv so they cbs in the 90s yeah like (laughs) like even today cbs with the exception of their murder shows yeah aren't you know yeah so they, but they threw a lot of stuff in there when it was like they they threw a lot of like little uh, gags to kind of add levity. Even when they put something very vaguely, like not at all actually scary in there, they throw this little kind of fourth wall breaking joke in there where it's like Steve would look at would mug to the camera and go like, "What a goof," you know, or something <laughs> like that. 
It was so great, though. Yeah, you didn't um, see that a lot then. Harriet, uh, who's who's uh, Eddie's mom, you know, Carl Winslow's wife, is a jack in the box. Mm-hmm. He's turned her into a jack in the box yeah. uh, <laughs> kind of thing. Um, and then he literally starts making Scary Terry slash Freddy puns yeah. um, <laughs> in the voice. And it's just, this is part of the reason I love this. It's so referential, obviously, to Child's Play, obviously to... Um, you know, to 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 uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street because mm-hmm. of the voice, and then uh, you know, uh, even a few other things. The, the the music was very Hitchcock esque, if you will. Yeah. Um, and just just really, I would say, um, enthusiastically leaning into this whole spooky premise in a, in a big way, and like they're not just like this happened on Halloween. It's like right. no. We're leaning it's in hard on this yeah. the entire way. So eventually Steve grabs the dummy, throws him in the fridge, and he um, he he tunnels out the back of the fridge. He goes to the other side and says something along the lines of like, hey, guys, you know, to Carl in the living room, did you see a dummy? And he's like, I think I would have saw a dummy come through the wall or whatever. Carl's acting really weird, you know, kind of sympathizing with the doll in a way. And then he kind of falls aside and you see that the dummy was using Carl as a ventriloquist dummy of sorts. So you're almost like, is he, has he stuck his arm in the back of Carl? (laughs) But then he's like, he's he's my puppet. He's under my spell or whatever. So he kind of tried to soften it again a little bit there. Um, But, but it was, it was pretty cool. And, and again, Carl Winslow, uh, he's 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 sold. He's sold. He's he's mm-hmm. leaning in super super hard. So, um, so they're all the time. They're kind of switching back and forth between the dummy and the little person in the costume. Uh, eventually, Steve reveals his plan uh, about you know taking their act on the road and all that sort of thing. And, and Steve kind of goes, "All right, I'm going to stand up to him." So here's the showdown. This kind of really ridiculous little fight scene happens which was just a blast. Steve eventually rips the dummy apart, kind of rips it limb from limb, throws its arms here, head here, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, uh, I think it's over at this point. But then the limbs all reassemble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so here's it's what I It's almost done. Evil Dead 2-ish. Evil yeah. Dead 2, Terminator 2, which would have been a little bit popular during the time. Pro- oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. You're absolutely right. I'm sure it was referential to that to a certain extent, probably more so, I would imagine, than Evil Dead 2. But And then he pops up in front of the screen and does the uh, okay now it's personal kind of of, you know um, gawks at the camera which is great Um, starts strangling Steve and then probably could have seen where this was coming it was a dream the whole thing was a dream Uh, Steve is sleeping up in his room the whole time you know the dummy never moved but then Eddie is starts speaking in this very like uh, medical terminology about like Steve's issues and his dreams and stuff and then turns out he's kind of like an evil scientist he's gonna attack steve with an electric egg beater yeah (laughs) it's like reanimator like (laughs) so goofy and stupid and then it's a dream within a dream don't worry that was a dream and then they close up on the dummy right at the end which i thought was perfect because you're like is the dummy gonna blink or wink or do something? Yeah. Um, it I, it doesn't. I don't think. Just ends. It's like Inception. Yes, very much <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. No, and again, and I've heard okay. a lot of people compare this to Inception. Right. I mean, I really think they're they're this on the same oh, level. Dreams within a dreams. <laughs> Not sure if the top's gonna fall over or right. is the dummy gonna blink. It's all there. Right. Yeah. And I mean, this was Leonardo Di- Christopher DiCaprio Nolan <laughs> level performance here. Christopher Nolan, huge Family Matters fan. <laughs> if you didn't know that, huge. I think he directed this episode. I'm not right. trying to start rumors, um, but the 
cherry on top, uh, you get this little like behind the scenes credit sequence, uh, and you see the kid who is playing Stevel, um, you know, in the costume, you know, the blue screen stuff with the rest of the family when they're being killed, the puppeteers. You see all this kind of behind the scenes stuff, just as like a "Don't worry, kids, it's not scary" kind of thing, um, which right. is just so much <laughs> of the time. It's okay. Everybody's okay. Don't be scared. Yeah, it very <laughs> much was. It very much was. Um, let's, let's bring it back to reality. Yeah, it's but just a second. But also, they. I mean, it, it was kind of cool to see because they obviously put a lot more work Way into more this. Than they had to. Into this episode than they do like any of the other episodes so much more than they had to uh which was just so cool and and this is just like halloween sitcom perfection in my mind um there was a couple other ones i was thinking of picking because i'm really fond of like some of the cheers ones mm -hmm. which aren't as halloweeny uh but are really charming but this one is just like top tier for me in terms of halloween episodes um the the live dummy walking around was played by a guy named josh ryan evans who if you were a, a soap opera fan in the 80s you would have known him from uh, a long stint on passions he was also the young grinch and how the grinch stole christmas okay. which was the jim carrey remake mm -hmm. one um he Huge was also a fan in the 80s yeah when i was born yeah when i was born <laughs> If you had parents, if, listen, not every <laughs> listener is you, Meg. Come on. Other people have different experiences. Um, but Baby Geniuses, he played like every character in there. Okay. He, he, he I apparently had a, a long stint on Allie McBeal. Um, but he actually had a genetic disorder, which resulted in a form of dwarfism. Mm -hmm. So he was 14 when he played. Uh, that That's character wild. he was three foot two um, and he passed away at the age of 20 uh, during a, a, a procedure related to a heart condition from from his uh, from his that genetic genetic disorder but um, I'm sad yeah he no, sorry to bring it down but it was just you know I think it's important to, to call out uh, the guy who played because it, it made the episode for yeah me. it really was a standout in the fact that I mean it's jarring and I, I don't know that I loved I don't I don't love the crowd re reaction the same way you I do. do. I just it's, have so much fun memories about the, yeah. the, the laugh track and the crowd reaction. What, I, what I'm a little bit surprised about with like the jump between the dummy to like the actor to do it. I was almost confused. I'm like, you could have gotten away with like close ups and like any you could sort have. Of, yeah, yeah. and like but just why not the, go the extra mile? That was just it just it did seem like so much extra work because like you now not only you had three almost characters in the same character to like have to pay attention to. But how, and it, to how me, would he have I come out and, and climb through the window? <laughs> well, so like, I mean, like, I feel like I, if, if I were looking at subzone and as like doing this is that I would have been like close ups can be the dummy. Yeah. And then everything else was the actor. Well, that's what they did. No, but I mean, like when they did some of the out, like the scenes, like it almost seemed like it was like marionette. They, like you they, could they tell. Had some. Oh that, yeah, yeah, you, could, sure, you, sure, you sure. could tell that it was not the actor. Yeah, but it was the dummy, and you're like, why did they decide to do that? Even though it was like this, like because the dummy went when the character was there, or I'm sorry, when the guy was actually in the costume playing him, there was no speaking. Right. You know what I mean? It was just him when he was moving around. Yeah. So anytime they were speaking, they panned in a little bit, and it was the 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 the, the marionette, or not the marionette, the ventriloquist. Because they I mean. probably needed the mouth movement. Right. I'm yes. assuming yeah, they, they need... wouldn't have been able to do it because it was literally a, a mask. It was a puppeteer. Yeah. yeah as yeah. you saw, you know, with his hand up the back of the dummy. So obviously they couldn't pull that off while the guy was in the care was in the costume. Mm -hmm. And it, in order to do that kind of costume, it would have had to have been like a teenage yeah. mutant ninja turtle esque yes. one yeah. where they had like a remote control off, and that's just too and much now, money. 
Shelby. Oh my God. That, yeah, that <laughs> I mean, and if anybody's fans of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie franchise, which spoiler alert, I am um, <laughs> huge um, expense yeah. and huge headache to get them to work. Yeah. They didn't want to work all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, they had so much downtime just but fixing so the puppets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they were so incredible, but they yeah, had millions and millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Right. They'll never do gotcha. anything like that again. No, they will. We got, <laughs> that, the, that we, clarifies that because I felt like it was some, it, like that was one of those like standout things that I was just like, this is kind of annoying. And I'm like, they could have done X, Y, Z, but they, they could didn't. never have done it in a sitcom yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah. It would have literally, it would have uh, uh, 10 times the budget yeah. immediately. Yeah, but, yeah. but that's why I kind of wish they kind of dialed back on the audience reaction because it's so heavily edited. Yeah. And then it's so jarringly different between the dummy and the well, actor yeah. that mm-hmm. having the audience reaction just kind of like, uh, I don't know. Like, but what, what time, are they actually watching and reacting to? At the time, it would have been weird to not be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, yeah. every single show had it. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At the, at time, the time. And, and it would have been weird, like between episodes. But I remember even when I first started watching The Office in the, the 2000s, mm-hmm. I remember thinking, like, it feels weird that there's not an audience mm-hmm. reaction mm-hmm. because that was just so typical of every sitcom I've seen my entire life. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the next season, this was so. Um, this was really popular. It was really well received. And the next season, they did Stevel 2. And if you haven't seen this yet, it's called Stevel 2. This would have been season nine. Stevel 2, this time he's not alone. And it introduces <laughs> a character uh, called Carlsbad, who is a oh, ventriloquist <laughs> dummy of Carl. And it's so great. And if we do another one of these, I almost wanted, to, I was almost back and forth between which one I wanted to do, but you had to do the original Steve one to set it yeah. up. But yeah, you, Fair get, enough. Fair you enough. get, you get, you get a second ventriloquist dummy in the, in the next, uh, the next installment of Steve two. It's, it's fantastic. So that is my pick. And I will, I'm listening. Ah! It was, <laughs> it's fan fucking tastic. It's so good. It's good, but it's broken. In what way? Explain. Explain yourself. Number of ways. Well, right. one. Uh, I'm going to eat this candy corn. You sure, explain. go ahead. <laughs> uh, one of the ways it's broken is it's, it's, it's left to be all a dream. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's lazy ass writing. I hate it. That's sitcom. Mm-hmm. That's sitcom writing. I get it. But here's the thing. It's like, uh, how, the, no, no, hold on. I'm not. Okay. A, no, no, okay. no, 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 no. Let me defend no, 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 myself. No. Let me defend myself. No, you no, because you need a full story on how okay, to defend ahead. yourself. Right, because not only is this episode a dream, in the very same season, three episodes later, mm-hmm. there is an episode in which Eddie has a nightmare in which he believes he's marrying uh, Steve Urkel's cousin Myrtle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. The the writers have completely tapped out on this episode for the or for this season. They're just writing dream episodes every couple episodes. Okay. They're, 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 it, I'll follow that. Yeah. Mm. And not only that, that episode is called Nightmare at Urkel Oaks. Mm-hmm. They put a little bit of effort into the episode, but it all, they make you think it's another horror movie yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I didn't pick the season. <laughs> I picked the episode. So take that shit and throw it right out the window because I'm not defending the whole season. This, this, the episode, yes. I mean, got to remember, 90s sitcoms, people were, they were cranking them out hard and fast. Um, they probably shot however many s- sitcoms on that same set, you know what I mean? Or, or, or on that same stage, rather, in that same... I like cop outs too, man. What's that? I like cop outs too. <laughs> no, this is not a cop out. That's I, I'm I picked the one standalone episode. I'll defend the episode. I won't defend their season. And they here's what what was great about it. It was ambitious. They said 
we are going to because they, they could have very easily did the just the just the ventriloquist dummy just you know had him say a couple of words they didn't have to do all the the the, the green screen stuff which was like pretty i don't say cutting edge but like it was for a sitcom it for was a sitcom a, it was a lot above and beyond the harriet effects were trash though. go look yeah i mean <laughs> listen it's 96 it was probably shot in did, 95 did, did did you think it was funny that they made her put on the entire clown costume <laughs> when you did the thing at when the they end? did nothing but fil- use from the neck up yeah yeah they listen, made her sit in an entire clown costume and did listen it was lord of the rings level as far as i'm <laughs> concerned um yes yeah, so so they did a ton of things they didn't have to do i mean if you watch some of the very beloved um uh other sitcom episodes and the reason i didn't pick the ones i love from home improvement or roseanne roseanne has some cool like kind of little i don't say practical effects but they're like you know it's very halloween it's very great and, and again that might have been a predictable pick I think I like this one because they did all those things they didn't have to do. And did sure. they all work perfectly? No. But they were so ambitious and it just showed like a love for this. If I'm not mistaken, this episode aired on a TGIF was, of course, right before Halloween. The the last TGIF block before Halloween. And I think they were all Halloween episodes. Mm-hmm. So like they were like, no, we're not phoning it in. We're gonna get we're gonna get ambitious with it, and I just I, I appreciate that because there there are some ones with home alone or I'm not home alone, um, a home improvement which are mm-hmm. great, but they're just like, you know, hey, we got a creepy guy coming to the door, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is again still have a lot of trick or treat, yeah. Uh, have a lot of a uh, of a, uh, you know, memor you know, pleasant memories about that. But this one just compared to step by step. Or home improvement, they just took it to eleven. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Premise is also broke though. Okay. <laughs> All right. Explain yourself. <laughs> Steve is upset that he can't get a ventriloquist dummy to talk on its own. Right. However, to this point, Steve has also invented. <laughs> he has invented a cloning machine, <laughs> a teleporter, and then later in this very season, invite invents a time machine. Yeah. This is all reinforced by when he's being chased by the dummy, he has a mantra of, I'm Stephen J. Urkel. I have 189 IQ or whatever. I have 196 IQ. You're telling me he can't figure... He also likes cheese. Yeah, but you're telling me he can't figure out how to make a dummy work on its own? Steve, it's a love of the craft. (laughs) It is a love of the ventriloquist arts. Yes, could Steve build an animatronic animatronic dummy that also time travels and makes eggs and all that sort <laughs> absolutely he could he could do it in his sleep he could do it in one night i believe in steve urkel that much he has a love of ventriloqu- ventriloquism maybe Vent- <laughs> ventriloquy <laughs> ventriloquy he is a diehard uh, student of the craft and he wants to do it himself and it's like you know any mad scientist yes they can come up with inventions but they can't fix themselves <laughs> <laughs> and Steve, Steve wants to. You he know. wanted. He wanted to be the person. It's also a dream. <laughs> well, but it's not a dream in the beginning. Oh yes, uh, true. Yeah. You're right. You're right. That part's not a dream. You're yeah, right. he comes down and he tries to do. He tries to do the dummy act, and everybody's like, "Why is your mouth?" He moving? actually does. Does it okay? No, he doesn't. Uh, no, he doesn't. He doesn't, no, he doesn't do, do it okay. No, no, he, he does. His mouth is he's literally learning. moving. Guys, yeah. guys, we've all we, we've all learned how to do stuff in our time. <laughs> Listen, the first time I ever stepped on a skateboard, you know, can I can I kickflip first try? Absolutely not. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> give me some years. Give me some practice. <laughs> Steve's a perfectionist. He's high performance guy. He, he he gets frustrated when he can't do it immediately. He needs some practice. Give him a, give him a break. What I love about this dynamic is that you guys don't come at me this hard as <laughs> Steve and I come at That's you. because your episode was trash. Your episode <laughs> just um, didn't have Halloween. So. Yeah. Fuck you. you also, you're out of the running. Also, There's no way. Also, he's the champ. He's the champ. I hmm. have to come at you him. Gotta come, you got to come at the champ. Listen, you got to come at the champ. When you gotta, I'm not trying to be too mean to you because I might be able to win you as a vote, but I have to take him down. This is the political... Yeah, the, the politics are coming in here. When you got the high flying, I actually think both of you guys are lying. Kiss and I just stealing, think that limousine driving, <laughs> candy corn eating, just, candy corn candy eating. <laughs> no, I high just think you guys didn't see all the you guys didn't see the flaws in mine that we saw in uh, the Family Matters episode. Oh, they were flaws. Oh yeah, no that, B, that B story with uh, Chelsea Peretti's character. Hey, hey, it fucking stop. sucks and has nothing to do with Halloween. You yeah, didn't bring that's it up. terrible. You they didn't just needed her in the episode. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Uh, your time is done. <laughs> you had a chance to bring that up. All right, guys. I have I have stood here and deflected all of your objections like a goddamn Jedi. <laughs> Is there anything else? Or should, should we move on? Uh, no, I don't have anything else at the moment. It, it, it's actually kind of hard to pick apart. No, I mean, I think like ultimately like... I, I thought it was a fun episode, but I think uh, like because your episode was the only one that was like as old as it was, that it was kind of hard to break apart because you're like, it was the 90s. Yeah. And yeah. I think every bad thing about it was because it was the 90s. It was yeah, a different the comedy's dated. The references are totally dated, different type of show. You can't, you can't. Uh, yeah. yeah. What like uh, Eddie like had some fairly misogynistic joke that I had to be like, mm, oh yeah, nah, I hate this. Um, you know, it's like shit like that. That also, I, I like, I didn't know. I realized like, cause I really haven't didn't watch the episode or it's the, the show a lot that like, oh, but I think it's a great point talking about like how they like did another dream sequencing because I also felt like, they could have made it scary by leaving it as is into a certain extent and probably just like not made it as extreme, but it could have been just as effective and just as scary and possibly been like a future continuation if it didn't make it a dream sequence. Like I could see how that, and like I, I, can totally I get behind the idea that it's like someone well, of a cop out to be like oh it's just a dream it's just a dream but at the same time they did good, like at that time I it's always good to think about time and place yeah. in everything and at that time and place all of those things that they did was fairly like freaky yeah and fairly extreme but some of it I mean coming in and now is just like it was just silly and stupid in a lot of ways, you know. where were the where were the scary parts? I feel like in your episode, in, um, <laughs> they don't all have to be scary, bud. You were just saying it could have been I, scarier. It's it's a it's, a, it's your a TGIF sitcom. I'm not saying that every it's Halloween fine. thing. Needs, yeah, no, I'm not saying that every Halloween thing needs to be scary. It was Brian. Spoopy. Uh, <laughs> Hijinks is all part of the fun of Halloween. Okay. Am I am I, I am mean, I not mine wrong? Mine was dripping uh, mine with was, Halloween. <laughs> mine was literally coated in honey of hijinks. Yeah, bud. There were how there were hijinks. I will I will sure. not hijinks die. and pranks. Yeah, that can happen anytime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime. April Fool's, Stop! Halloween. <laughs> April Fool's episode. No, 
Could have been. I mean, there's a popular thing in New but York again, called Santa Fest, yeah. where a bunch it, of people dress up as Santa Claus. I don't think it would have been as effective if you didn't have the distraction of costumes and That's what I'm other just saying, though. Yeah, it's, at Santa so Fest, people dressed up as Santa Claus. So it couldn't have happened any other time because how many? Except for Santa how many? Santa Fest and April Fool's Carnival. How many? Anytime costumes exist. How many Santas do you guys fucking know? Comic Con, <laughs> New York Comic Con, easily been Comic Con, Re- yeah. Renaissance Fest. Yeah, yeah, Ren, Ren Fair. Renaissance. Yeah. <laughs> Could have been Ren Fair episode. Yeah. Could have been Comic Con episode. All right, a lot of listen, we're we're getting back to Megs. I defended mine flawlessly. <laughs> All right, Steve, let's let's hear yours. Let's All tear them right. apart. Let's do this. I'm fucking done. Oh yeah, my God, this is planning so guys, guys. My plan is working fucking perfectly. You think it is? Hey, Brian. Yeah, no. I legit think this is going to go to the audience. It might. I know you it guys just, want it, might, it to. It might. No, I, I have. We'll n- I have no allegiance to either of you two at this point. It all. It all comes down to. I think it's going to come down to second votes. I can't see Brian switching off a of family member. <clears throat> of course not. He's not voting for me. No. I like hers better than yours. You know what? Yeah, well, I'm not voting for him, so. <laughs> no, wait, guys, no. guys <laughs> now we're not even voting on what we like. We're voting. We're playing the numbers game. I'm just, well, yeah. But uh, look, so Community Season 2, Episode 6, Epidemiology. Mm-hmm. It's the best. It's better. Yeah, it's better than both y'all's. Because it, ta- it takes the best elements of both. And combines it into a great episode. Oh, hijinks. All right, explain yourself. Well, yeah, it does have hijinks. <laughs> it takes some of that, but it and also drugs. Yeah, it has drugs. It also has continuity, like your Brooklyn Nine Nine does. Even though that B plot was trash with the dance thing, it's still <laughs> like it still was something that happened inside the episode, but was something that would carry on throughout the season. Can you be Just clear. Like I know how to high. Mm. I know how to like high kick. And dropkick people. <laughs> <laughs> but the basic premise of the community episode is it's Halloween time. They're having a Halloween party within the library where everybody likes to study. It's just basically a main focus of the show. If you ever watch the show, they're always in the library doing stuff. Everybody comes in, shows up in costumes. You have Jeff Winger dressed as uh, David Beckham, which was appropriate for the time. I think this was like. 2000 I have a six thousand dollars yeah mm. and it's it, it, it's all within his character <laughs> everybody was dressed within their character uh, you had Britta who was dressed as a, a dragon turtle mm-hmm. or a t-rex depending on how you wanted to, <laughs> how, right. how she said it mm-hmm. uh, but you know that was in line with her character because she always went out of her way to not dress in sexy costumes even like a later Halloween episode she dresses just as a ham. <laughs> I didn't pick that one. It's not That's that strong idea. of an episode. That's but a good idea. Yeah. You have uh Troy and Abed showing up is I loved their costume. Yeah. Yes. They're yeah. very cool. That's it's like a, my future endearing characters. Right. It's the best costume, but it also ties into their B plot that we'll talk about in a minute. But they show uh, Abed dresses, dresses as a classic uh, xenomorph alien and uh, I love that they DIY'd it too. Yes. Because sometimes on like uh, TV shows, all of a sudden people have like movie quality costumes. Right. And they didn't do that. They were like, no, this is like PVC and a bike helmet and dumb it's all, shit. Yeah, yeah. It's all things that you could have actually bought at a costume co- uh, costume shop. It's not like the wild over the top things that like Tim Allen would have on Home Improvement. That are like, oh, that would cost me $300 if I tried to dress like him. <laughs> but yeah, uh, 
Troy was also dressed as like the power loader built out of, you know, a bunch of shitty PVC pipe and like shoe boxes he's standing on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How did he actually uh, walk in those? Yeah. <laughs> Pierce just threw on a Captain Kirk shirt and didn't like get it. There was one of the funniest lines in the episode is so the episode goes that there's a bunch of food and it was bought military surplus because the community college is poor. That's mm-hmm. where they get food from. And they bought some tainted taco meat. Tainted yeah. taco meat starts turning. But people. it wasn't. It wasn't even taco meat. No, no. Yeah, they just try to use pass yeah. it off as taco meat. It was yeah. something that shouldn't have been sold to the yeah. public. It was a biohazard weapon. So here's a question. Um, again, this is maybe like my second episode of Community I've watched. Does yeah. George Takai intro every episode? No, just the Halloween oh, that, episode. Okay, okay. Just the Halloween episode. I was just curious. I was like, is this a thing that happens every episode? <laughs> But uh, yeah, he Pierce is kind of the first one to eat the tainted taco meat, mm-hmm. and he gets all sweaty and sick. And uh, Jeff says, "If you get any sweatier and sicker, and any sweatier and more bloated, you're going to be a very costume accurate." <laughs> yeah. And Pierce's replies, "I don't get it. Shut up." <laughs> Just walks away. <laughs> he takes takes the dig. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. But that that leads us into one of the great staples of Halloween episodes on sitcoms. Mm-hmm. They go into the credit sequence that has been turned into a Halloween themed credit sequence. Mm-hmm. You get all kind you know, the the standard sequence was one of those high school origami. You yeah. Know, pick your pick in. your yeah pick, yeah pick your destiny mini, type mini, things. Mini, mini, yeah. things yeah. But they, they transformed it. They have little Halloween illustrations. It was a nice touch. It was a nice touch. And they have cobwebs on the on the table when they pan out. So that's something that comes with every good Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. Not something that Brooklyn Nine-Nine had, <laughs> but every good Halloween episode has a very specialized <laughs> intro. Yeah. Megan's pointers right now. <laughs> Megan's pointers are going out. That's the mandible claw. Me. <laughs> Excuse me? Excuse me? They didn't, I'm just Did saying, I they didn't try. Did I see Family Matters? Yeah, yeah, they had. The, damn yeah. it! <laughs> yeah, they, they even made, they even made the the titling more yeah. spooky. Yeah, they, yeah. They made it a deeper orange or red. You know, Brooklyn Nine Nine didn't need to do that. <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> because they didn't make Halloween episodes. Yeah. <laughs> they just put cost. They just put decorations in the background. <laughs> they made an awesome no, heist it, show. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm kidding. I it was they it was very either. Halloweeny. It was it was it just you know not what? as much as ours. You don't need to back. You don't need to backtrack now. <laughs> okay, you know sorry. If you want to lean into Make the bullshit. No, no, keep fighting. <laughs> I don't need to defend myself. My, 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 Take out my time. <laughs> the other thing that my show has that is similar to Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but unlike Family Matters, is it's one camera. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, you know, you're still classic three camera, even four camera for super wide outs on Family Matters. You have just the one camera, linear storytelling that people have become used to. It's very cinematic. Mm-hmm. And then this episode is even more cinematic because of the they just go all out with the lighting they light it like a horror movie very much so especially especially in the basement scene like the basement scene when troy and abed are climbing over top of racking to get away from the zombies that have chased them down there it's a super harsh one point light that you know casts these harsh harsh shadows that you would never see on 90s television right (laughs) but it, it becomes very cinematic so, yeah, that's what the episode is hinged upon. It becomes a zombie film with everybody falling to their own character flaws. Mm-hmm. But I feel like with that, like you, it comes out to be this zombie film that it doesn't actually follow any classic zombie type thing, like tropes. Yeah. yeah. In any way, shape, or form. 
And we have we have not got to objections. <laughs> let, let them. I don't speak. think that's an objection. I think that's I think that supports it because yeah. no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Based... It is an objection. It absolutely, is an objection. Oh, you didn't think my objection is an objection? <laughs> Trust me, it's a fucking objection. I don't think it is. <laughs> yeah. I think it, I think it supports the fact that like that everybody's beholden to their own stupidity and weakness, which is what you just find in every episode of Community. And frankly. In a lot of zombie movies. Yeah. I mean, you think about Day of the Dead. Right, yeah. I mean, there's hu- hu- that's a huge aspect of that movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you, like steel. Their baser instincts. You right. You know, your, your individual baser instincts come back to kill kill yeah. you in some way. Yeah, steel Whether it be pride are... or fear or selfishness or whatever. Brian, yeah. stop helping him. <laughs> guys, my plan's working so fucking good, you guys. Just stay tuned. I don't think, I think you about played... Or maybe both I, you. Guys, I'm having a side, guys, I'm having a side <laughs> conversation with the listeners. I'm actually asleep right now. Guys, this is going so good. I'm actually asleep right now. Guys, could you guys excuse right us now. for a second? I need hey, to talk to the I'm listeners. Hey, I'm family guys, matters, and I am right asleep now. right now. <laughs> I actually might go to bed. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it, it just carries out in, in a classic zombie movie fashion. People keep getting sick. People are hiding their bites, which you find... Or the transmission. That's one of the great like follies of the two characters, of Rich, who is a, he's a minor character through that season, and he appears. Do- is that the doctor? Yeah, the doctor. Yeah, yeah. and he appears. That's what I was talking. Is he, he obviously was in other episodes, but like, was he a major character? No, or no. no? He, he's part. He's mostly like. So the the show was broken down into like the A story of the zombies. You have the B story of Troy and Abed working through their friendship mm-hmm. because there is a little bit of a uh, Troy has hesitancy about going full nerd when he can't pick up any women at the party. Yeah. Uh, Rich, he is part of the C story where uh, Jeff has feelings for Annie. Yeah. But they, they don't come out. Uh, he, he's not like good at expressing them. You could tell that that was a thread in the rest of the season, mm-hmm. but they really were like, we're not going to broach it on this like gimmicky episode. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but, at that point, Rich would have been his competition because Annie and Rich were a lot closer. Okay, and you you kind of see that in like the way she greets Rich when they you know when she first finds out the banana is a doctor and yeah. the doctor <laughs> isn't a From doctor. From the pottery class <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm a doctor. <laughs> and then you have a very minor D story of uh, uh, Professor Chang, who's no longer a professor that season, and Shirley. Mm-hmm. They wind up hooking up in a bathroom <laughs> that, as they run from the zombies. That was probably the funniest yeah. uh, part. part of the I, <laughs> I mean, Donald Glover kind of kills me. I, 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 he cracks me up. He's 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 the highlight of the show for me in a lot of ways. But mm-hmm. that was that was also pretty good because because what's the actor's name um, who plays uh, 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 Professor Chang? Oh, Ken Jeong. Ken Jeong. He. He's very hit or miss for me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in certain stuff, I think he's really. Fun. I mean, I remember the first time I saw him in like uh, The Hangover or something. Like, he always plays like great. a similar character though, he's which fun. I mean, I could definitely appreciate. Like, I enjoy him in this show, yeah, and I enjoy him when I see him elsewhere. But he always kind of plays a similar type of character where he's like the wild card, the one who's coming with like the really crazy, outlandish ideas, blah yeah. blah blah, yeah. like. Yeah, but when but he I was mean, on Donald like Glover, the Voice, yeah. I mean, and I'm not—I don't watch the Voice very often, but like I'm somewhere and somebody has it on or whatever, he's so painfully unfunny mm. on that, and it just makes me 
Yeah. It really takes him down a notch for me. Yeah, that doesn't that? seem like What's... a thing that he should be on. Was it the voice? That... It's one of those shows. It's or maybe it's America's Got Talent or, you know what it is? It's the one where they dress up in costumes. You have to guess oh, which singer. washed up celeg- oh. celebrity it is. What yeah. it is. Yeah. I, singer. Who, do you know, what's the actor's name who plays Abed in the show? Uh, Daniel Putty. He, I feel like between him and Donald Glover, like their dynamic and like, I mean, I, I feel like Donald Glover in general is like, the triple threat like does everything Mm -hmm. just to such a high degree. Mm -hmm. And like this show is the first time I ever was exposed to him like years ago. Right. And I I feel like still like he, like I can totally echo that. I feel like between him and like Abed's character, like they're, just so much fun. Yeah, he throughout it. I like know that, I will give you I will tote, as, I will tote the show for that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I know him more as Childish Gambino. Like mm-hmm. I know yeah. him more through his music than through here. So it is very weird. Not that he's like super serious in his music and stuff like that, but like it's just uh um it, it's it's a weird dichotomy to see him playing this very like kind of nerdy almost like i don't say subservient kind of character but he's very much like unsure of himself Mm -hmm. and he's seen his music career and it's just like it also then becomes outlandish at times too because he just like goes like no thoughts like with like his character ever seem like super logical all the time he's just like you're just a crazy character and i'm like well really i mean but that actually calls all back like the the unsuredness and everything that calls back to like what his character originally was in that was he was like the superstar football player in high school but then oh yeah i didn't know anything about but that. then like in college he doesn't know anything mm-hmm. right so that's why he's like unsure of himself and mm-hmm. then he's just like the like and then abed's the, like the, fucking really smart so he kind right. of like yeah like, was, and yeah, then the community college it doesn't have a football team yeah mm-hmm. so he has nothing to really he has no like social currency in that way. Yeah, he has no yeah. social currency, so that's why he's unsure of himself, and that's why. But you know, he I'm toting up... the show and not the episode. FYI, <laughs> let's be clear. I do like some of his lines in this one. A couple of them I wrote down was like, when he comes, he's like, "Get away from those hotties." Yeah, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> to call it like call him a hottie is such a ridiculous, like such a ridiculous thing. And then um, whenever he they come in, they have their obviously their combo costume, and then I hope I'm not taking stealing your thunder here but then when he eventually goes and decides to see a sexy vampire yeah but he calls it a dracula i'm a sucker for when somebody calls a vampire a dracula right or 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 calls something a frankenstein yeah i just that kills me every time he's like you're not dracula you're a vampire and he's like i don't need (laughs) i don't need to know which dracula i am to be a dracula yeah (laughs) that's a great line but like the best part of that costume again is something that it's believable within the world mm-hmm. because it's just toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> he, go- yeah. he goes to the bathroom, takes off his shirt, finds one of the sanitary seat rings mm-hmm. to wear as a Dracula collar mm-hmm. and writes Dracula on it. <laughs> yeah. And then puts toilet paper on it. <laughs> writes Dracula on it. Yeah. yeah. Which is like, it's funny because back in like the, you know, 70s, when you went and got like a, a drugstore costume, that would be it. It would yeah. be like just a smock <laughs> that has a picture of Godzilla on it that says Godzilla. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have a smock of Godzilla and then a mask of Godzilla. You're not like, dressed as Godzilla. You're dressed the, as a movie poster. Yeah. It did not come with the turtleneck that you had yeah. to fucking wear in our part of the country. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're dressed as a fan of Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so they, you know, they they are chased out of the library, chased into the basement. The whole thing they figure out is You punched a lady bee. Yeah, <laughs> punched a lady bee. But the whole thing they find out is that there's 
it's a form of rabies that they got from the taco meat and everybody's going to get a high fever that's going to cause brain damage and then kill them so their goal is to turn down the temperature and everybody's hubris leads them to getting captured and bit at some point as they're trying to make their way to the thermostat uh it's one point it just comes down to troy and abed has the great kind of meta line of his own because he's he is like a huge horror fan he is a huge movie nerd and so he sees his own ability to have it happen that troy is the black man who survives the horror movie yeah the trope calls out to, the trope yeah. Yeah. yeah he calls out the trope because that's what he would do he's very focused on you know breaking tropes and he like he's going to community as a filmmaker he wants to be a filmmaker Mm -hmm. so he's everything he sees is kind of as a film so he sees that opportunity yeah boost troy up and then troy has the opportunity to go back and save everyone which ends not great (laughs) because he comes back in you know as a sign of solidarity to his friendship with abed and accepting his nerdom he comes back in in the power suit thinking he's going to beat up all the zombies and go to the thermostat. <laughs> yeah. And no, it just doesn't work. It does not he's like, work. okay, fine, I'm bitch. Right, stop. Stop. <laughs> it's like a paintball. He's like playing yeah. paintball and he got shot. Yeah. He's like, stop. Okay, yeah. fine. He's like, you got me. All right. Yeah. 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 Um, throughout the episode, also, you have the running ABBA soundtrack. Which is <laughs> that both died <laughs> around on my yo? Let's bring back the Sweden Magnus. Yeah. I do not that. like that. Just ground on me. Uh, Abba is like I'm not one of those people. It's like ooh, Abba disco, whatever. Like I like all types of music, but though like that soundtrack just ground on me. <laughs> See, I, I liked it because it was set up diegetically yes I like get it, you're like, supposed to hear it like it's a funny kind of joke yeah mm-hmm. but if you're not into that then i can see how that would be a pain yeah um but yeah also when that's not playing though especially like again in those basement scenes they re- leaned really hard in the uh, horror soundtrack as well they did they yeah, put, at you know, parts they definitely did um the cat bit the cat in the bit, basement yeah. was very good i'll yeah. admit that was very good like what's where's these cats coming from and then he's like is somebody throwing them <laughs> back burner we got to deal with this cat yeah <laughs> we got to prioritize we got to take care of this cat first they were then... like the zombies no back burner we got to deal with this cat <laughs> so it was funny I, I wish they would have brought that back you know we were talking about in fear street when we were like you know uh, something about what was the line where he's like, uh, they're not coming back from this. Oh, these mm-hmm. motherfuckers aren't coming back from this. Right, yeah. Now these motherfuckers are coming back. Like, there, that was the thing I was just kept waiting. Why didn't you bring back the cat? Yeah, like, there wasn't the a full bit. punch to like, how, I know. how does they that just, end? They left so much meat on the bone with that bit. I'll, I'll, was... I'll concede that, that they, they didn't finish that yeah. one completely. But. Mm. Let's yeah. fight that hardcore. Let's go on the list. I don't think that's going to be our death stroke. Yeah, Damn that's it. not it. That's just like a mild. That's a pretty minor thing. Yeah, that's a mild mission. I've got bigger. I've got bigger. I've got bigger bones to pick. But yeah, uh, in the end, the government shows up because the dean had called them earlier in the episode. And again, another joke I really liked is they showed up with the plan to execute the Dean <laughs> and kill everybody else inside. Yeah. But then they realize, Oh, there's too many people <laughs> to kill. Yeah. So yeah, they switched to plan B plan B was what give them some sort of antidote. Or right. Something. Yeah. It yeah. was actually just heal people. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, overall it has all the trappings of a good Halloween episode as the Halloween intro. It has spoopy things going on. Yeah. The through lines continue because the, the 
the, the rich. I can't stop looking at Meg. She's just furious. <laughs> she's mad. She'd be mad. She could be mad over there. Rich, uh, you know, the rich Annie and Jeff storyline continues on. The uh, Chang and Shirley uh, incident adds a wrinkle into the episode or the season that carries on because that in during this season, Shirley is having marital problems. So it's not a self-contained episode. It all really happened. It wasn't just a dream. <laughs> <laughs> it might as well. Have been hey, this is a hundred percent. One of those episodes <laughs> where it's like, we decided to do a Halloween episode, not unlike family matters. We decided to do a Halloween episode. Um, but we want it to stand alone and we don't want any of these things to really have happened in any meaningful way. So let's just clean it up with a very, very tidy brush at the end <laughs> and let's not speak of it again. But no, the, I'm, that's what I'm saying, though. Those things do happen. And they do continue on. Yeah, the hookup <laughs> thing, but they were inconsequential. The hookup thing was completely inconsequential to the storyline. No inconsequential to the storyline. It didn't have anything but... to do with zombies, really, or anything like that. They yeah. could have been trapped in that bathroom for any number of reasons. Right. Yeah. Um, that's how you got them there. <laughs> true. That's true. Um, are all the episodes kind of as like fourth wall breaking, like surreal? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of my, I, I yeah. think I've heard that there are a lot of the episodes are very surreal in this way mm. for, for a show that has that structure of being really surreal like that. I just feel like they could have done a lot more. I don't know, then just like everything contained in a room. Right. Because it is standalone. And like you see for family matters why they just went, okay, it was a dream. Because like there's too many consequences. Everyone can't be dead. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Laura can't be three priests. <laughs> Laura can't be cut into pieces. With this show, because it is so like self-referential and it is so you know they kind of you know so many episodes can stand on their own and are so surreal they could have went way bigger with it maybe and i think maybe the thing you have to remember though is it's only season two yeah how many seasons of the show was there uh six okay there were six at least yeah. I thought it was more. There were six yeah. at least. And I think there was maybe a seventh that was on yahoo mm. and it was garbage yeah so mm. <laughs> Sidebar. Yeah. Hulu takes over and the fuck sucks. Yeah. Letter Kenny was also like that. Anyway. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> back to the back to our point. Yeah. Um I, I so so here is my kind of initial resp- I like the episode fine. I have not watched much of the show. I want to say I've watched maybe three episodes. I like a lot of the people. I don't think I like this show. As much as I like Brooklyn Nine Nine, even. Um and I wrote down this, and it's kind of a joke comment, but it's a Family Guy reference, so forgive me. But do you remember the episode of Family Guy where they're they're drowning or something? It's like Peter and Brown oh, or whatever. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't care, for, care the for the Godfather. It insists upon itself. <laughs> this show insists upon itself. It is very clever to a masturbatory level. Like It just oozes Dan Harmon's ego. Okay. Um, in a way that just like sticks in my craw. Okay. I like Dan Harmon. Okay. And mm-hmm. Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty works because it is so unabashedly Dan Harmon's uh, sandbox that he just lives in and jerks himself off all day in. Yeah. <laughs> this show, he's trying to make that happen, but you can't within the four walls of a sitcom. So it just feels 
the jokes are kind of like a lot of them. You're say, so you're saying you can't masturbate on NBC? <laughs> <laughs> as far as I know, and I, listen, I've been writing letters for years. I'm trying to get you know get just answers. open masturbation, <laughs> open masturbation on network network television. Um, but no, it's just like it definitely. A lot of the jokes feel like he wrote them for himself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the actors had to do the best they could with them. And because the actors are so great, like for the most part, I mean. Chevy Chase might as well not been there. You know what I mean? Except for a couple of quick scenes. I, I feel like he showed up and left before lunch yeah. uh, for this episode, <laughs> uh, which is him. That's just right. who he is, right? In his older ages, from what I understand. The, 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 the performers are so great, but they just had to speak. It feels like they are... Dan Harmon is telling jokes himself yeah. through the characters rather than writing jokes for the characters. Mm. Okay. You know what I mean? Like think of like mm. some of the, like Parks and Rec, I keep talking about, I love Parks and Rec. The Parks and Rec writers write jokes for the characters. They right. write things that only Tom Haverford would say, that right. only mm-hmm. Leslie Nope would say. Yes, there's some of that here. I'm not saying he does this all the time, but there are so many jokes that feel shoehorned in that are a Dan Harmon joke that Donald Glover has to say. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like, I feel like you not having experience with this episode, like, but I feel like you saying that makes a lot of sense for like the entire show though, too. I think like I can see that being penciled in a I've lot. I've only seen like, again, no, no, but I'm, gonna be, like, I'm saying like knowing the type of jokes they say, cause I'm like, like processing what you're saying is that like you taking that interpretation from it, I could see that how like you pulled that quickly from this one episode that like, I think sometimes persists throughout the show. Like, too. like there was a couple of examples of just stuff that ended up being just kind of like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just kind of like, uh, exclamatory comments mm-hmm. that seemed like they were supposed to be deeper jokes. And Dan Harmon has this mentality of like, he's not afraid to not make something funny. Like, cause he's writing it for himself and like, fuck everybody else who's not as smart as Dan Harmon. So like they ended up trying to make it funny via the performance and making it big. Mm. Yeah. But the joke wasn't funny. It was just Donald Glover doing a wacky face, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. Like that was the stuff that kept, they just tried to have to, they had to sell not, Jokes that didn't make sense in the moment, they had to sell it with with a silly performance. I don't okay. know if you took so, away. I mean, you're clearly taking away something similar, but like, did you notice even like the same type of joke being applied to like different people? Because like when you said it, I was like, I could see that persist, and I'm not trying to like to like take apart that this particular episode in this saying this, but like the show itself of like. I can see how they all have the same type of humor. I don't know if Stevie even feel that way sometimes. Like, here's the thing: Dan Harmon wouldn't disagree with you. Yeah, yeah. no, because he he's a prick. He's an yeah. absolute he, self indulgent. Yeah. He, he he has gone on record himself. Like I like I've listened to his podcast on and off. Yeah, when he was doing it, and I used he, to watch him do the thing where they play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Show, whatever it was. Yeah, I've yeah. watched that. He would totally agree that yeah, when he was writing Community, especially Community, because like. He uh, he talked about it a lot about it like it being the height of his alcoholism and everything. Sure, but he's just writing for himself. He's mm-hmm. just you know masturbating. Yeah, I got like, check. I got the checks coming. I'm gonna yeah. do what I can do. Yeah, and, and I think for that reason, it makes the show definitely open to a strong cult following. Mm-hmm. And there are people mm-hmm. 
diehard fans of the show. Right. But it also makes it super inaccessible. Yeah, mm. yeah. It, if you find it off-putting the first time, you're not going to warm up to it. No. It, it, you know what? It had a Day of the Dead reference, though, so I'll, I'll say it. it. He didn't say it. Somebody got pulled backwards. Was it was... Oh, it, it was, was a suit. No, it was the it was it was uh, Joel uh, McHale. Remember he got oh, pulled yeah, back yeah, with yeah, the yeah, soup, yeah, and he, yeah. he didn't say you know choke on it or whatever. Right, yeah, but yeah. he said something about his suit as he was getting pulled backwards through the window or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, he got he he opened a door and got pulled backwards into a door. That's right. But yeah. it also. Um, I guess it was more of a Shaun of the Dead reference, and he got pulled through a window. Yeah, you're probably right. Which is again a reference from Day of the Dead. But yeah, yeah, you're, yeah I, I think you're uh, I think you're probably right there. Um, yeah. So o- overall, like my my t- take was, it doesn't feel, especially this episode, it doesn't feel like a sitcom. Mm-hmm. It felt like a mediocre short movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, like, I just like I, I Brooklyn Nine Nine feels like a sitcom. It's jokes. It's just the way it's shot, the way it's lit, mm-hmm. uh, all that stuff. Like even even when they go to the street scenes, you just kind of you're like I, I kind of like the comfort of feeling like you're on a soundstage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, even when you're outside, it feels like a sitcom. This felt like they tried to make it super cinematic, um, and it just didn't feel like a sitcom. Yeah, I, don't know. I can understand, but I think like like that that sometimes seems like the show itself of like being very dramatic. And yes, ways. these are all like fundamental problems I have sure. with the show. Mm-hmm. Sure. But well, they... see, so that though is specific. That kind of cinematic is specific for only a few episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, I saw it's... another one where they were like, wasn't there something something where they were like they were like a, uh, they were in like a a judge was like. I don't know. Again, I'm trying to pull from a very distant memory of one weird episode I saw, so I probably won't even try. But like one of the maybe two or three other episodes I saw felt a lot like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, like throughout the seasons, they'll do these kind of standalone special episodes that are mm-hmm. a bigger that have the cinematic, more yeah. cinematic feel to them. Yeah. So it's like the Halloween episodes, uh, the paintball episodes. Um, I don't know if it's the episode you're thinking of, but they had one that was really fucking bizarre. The one they, I watched was really bizarre. It it because it turned like, me off from the show right away. Not that I, you know I it wasn't that was bizarre, but yeah. I was just like, I don't know what is this show. It, it was it was like a late it was a late season. Um, they had like a social rating app, yeah, kind of going on, and then it decided kind of the cast structure of the community college, yeah, and then like Tim Heidecker's on the episode, so that oh, <laughs> I don't immediately... remember Tim Heidecker. I think I would have remembered Tim Heidecker. Yeah, I'm but... pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Tim Heidecker's on the episode, and mm-hmm. it just like elevates it to another weirder level. Yeah. So, yeah. So my take is jokes, two and a half stars. Halloween is two stars. <laughs> That's what Halloweeniness gets two stars. <laughs> yes, yeah, because it was a zombie. Zombie. it was it was a it, it was an action zombie movie. It wasn't a Halloween. It, it started Jack out with Man Halloween cookies. They had a whole spread of Halloween. Okay, everybody's, three stars for Halloweeniness. Um, everybody's in good costume. Fucking Ian Park smiley cookies that were just in the shape of pumpkins. Because if not, then fuck them. Um, <laughs> yes, I didn't hate it. I, I enjoyed it for the most part. Um, yeah, I just this is again. I'll stop right because these are my personal takes on it. I wasn't a, I just not a huge fan of the, of the humor. There were and, and um, but the performances are great. Like that's the thing. Like great performances for the most part. Wasn't a huge fan of the humor. That's my take. I think ultimately my takeaways. Again, I I've liked Community. I've like kept up with it for the most part, probably until like the last 
two seasons probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've always enjoyed the epi- the series. And with this episode itself, though, especially if we're looking in the context of Halloween episodes and looking in the context of like the choices that we made, like I thought it was fun and interesting, but I also felt like the way they wrapped it up was like slightly worse than having a dream. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it was just again, it almost felt like it just like ended as well. Yeah, it might. Where is Brooklyn Nine Nine? It was a hijinks the whole the, time, and it's like, <laughs> ooh, tricks and tricks and cops, uh, cops coming trick in treat, and erasing guys. everything and curing everybody is the same as a dream. Yeah, that, yeah. that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, like it's, I, a, it's the same as a dream, but it also kept those other through lines solid. But also, yeah. I feel like the fact that like they tried to bring the zombie aspect and it didn't make total sense to me in like that sense. Like like you said, it was fun. It was genuinely a fun episode. Like I like I'm not going to discredit it so much that I'm like this was the worst type of Halloween episode, but like legit, it was just as like the same idea as like discounting the dream idea. Yeah. And again, I'm going back to Brooklyn nine, nine being hijinks. I felt like it was a little bit more intelligent. And yeah. now we have all these like, Oh my God, everyone was involved. I'm going to go back and still defend that. Yeah. Brooklyn nine, nine didn't have the like horror aspects that both of yours had, yeah. but it, the hijinks, the tricks, I feel like still kept it as a Halloween episode. Boom. Done. Out. Here, so, Megan out. So here, here's my question. No. <laughs> Do we vote in the order that we presented? Hmm. I feel like that's only fair. Okay. But that's not to say we can't change, but here's one thing, and this is Deadly fucking serious. <laughs> well, you have we have to vote based on what we think and not play the numbers game. Because if so, if you play the what numbers game, it's just gonna come to a tie. Because if it comes down to it, and Steve votes last, and he was voting between me or you for the second, and if we vote for one of them, it wins, and one of them it goes to the goes to a tiebreaker vote no, online. No, I legit think this He's episode is going what to the... I, I think gonna win. this episode is going I to the crowd. I know you want for that No, to no, I, I legit think that like... It might, you're right. I it legit might. think it's going to okay. go that way. So here's the thing. We always have the first vote. I feel like nobody's changing on their first vote. I'm, I'm not, not. going to change my first vote. I'm not. Neither am I. Okay. Okay, so we have that settled. Yeah. So this is going to come down to second vote. What will we pick second? <laughs> we... we I my Russian roulette. Well, we don't have to Russian roulette, but I I, mean, I, I, I appreciate what you've already said, yeah. Brian. And I feel like personally, I've already set myself up that if I vote a certain way, mm-hmm. the audience is going to know that I'm going against what I've already been saying. Okay. So we can, but if we want to go from order of presentation, Wait, yes. we can. So no, I don't. I don't. I don't think order matters. Like honestly, I don't care. All right. Well, let's do it in, in order because you okay. can technically change. So, what, Meg? You you went first. You've you've maintained. You want Brooklyn Nine Nine as your first pick. What's your second pick? Yours. Okay. Mine's my my first pick. My second pick is Meg's. Okay. Legitimately, okay. not playing the numbers game. Yeah. I like that one more. Yeah. And then my second pick is Brian's. Who? <sighs> Disney. He was not number one besides You're his talking own. to the Rolex wearing. Where's the Halloween in your show, Meg? God Diamond damn it. ring wearing. <laughs> I, look what High you did. Flying. Wait, Kiss does that stealing. mean he Woo. just won? Does yes, that... that means he won because not only did you give him second vote, 
But then your show didn't have Halloween. <laughs> Airplane flying. Another month of this. <laughs> Son of a gun. Woo! And I'm having trouble still, keeping these alligators you know down. I think in the next month, I'm getting we, the belt. Have I'm getting it. we have to determine a way for a audience vote. Well, it could have come, come down to an strap. audience. It could have come down to an audience vote if you voted for me. <laughs> I got the strap, boys and girls. It worked perfectly. All those subliminal messages that I was whispering into the you did not plan this like Captain Holt. Oh. You didn't Ooh, plan it like that. Machiavellian, I would go as far as to say, Not boys even. and girls. <laughs> I brought it home. The belt staying. Listen to that. Slapping those precious metals. You're going to do fucking yoga? You're going to do downward it. dog on that bitch? We're keeping You're it, gonna boys. Do we're keeping it on the shore of the champ. Bitch. He's here. He's here. All right. All right. And we're going for a three-peat next month. But I you know like, what, you know what you know I would what say, I too? Like next month, September. Guess what's after that? October. You know Whoever what I like about October, all of this? That's is the real. That Brian hasn't. You guys are talking about No, no, no. I know. I know. Brian hasn't had a sweeping win at all. He has not been ultimately. He's playing the game. Yeah. Like, I, that's what I love about this and I hate about this is that you haven't officially been like the <laughs> ultimate winner. Yeah, he I got a belt on my goddamn <laughs> shoulder right now. I'm just being a hater. You right know what now. I would say? Yeah, I think we need to build up to the October episode because that's the WrestleMania. I mean, that's yeah, that's it. Right. That's the WrestleMania. So that means next month has this to was be like... a showdown. You and me, <laughs> showdown. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, do do you have do you have our punishment planned for uh, next week? I do. I already have a film picked. Actually, you know what? I'm 90% sure uh, what it's going to be. Um, I, 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 I'm not 100%. I'm not okay. 100%. Didn't want to put the cart before the horse and have my pick selected. Probably should have. Didn't. Uh, but we're going to surprise you okay. on, on next week's mini-sode. Because I'm going to pull some just absolute rat shit garbage oh, out of there. I mean, I you're apologize gonna, you're gonna to the audience praying in advance for, for how much I'm going to tell Brian to go fuck himself. You're going to be praying for uninvited uh, next week. So, well, that was a lot of fun. Uh, we got a whole bunch of empty beers around here. We didn't get too far on the talkies. Um, <laughs> I ate a lot. Of I them. ate a lot of candy corn and my tummy feels bad. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? This, the weight of this belt on my shoulder is making it feel all that much better. I feel like better. you have to bring more candy to the next episode. <laughs> As we like... progress towards Halloween, <laughs> once we get to Halloween, we are going to have just an outlandish amount of candy on this table. <laughs> Can so, we get some of them ghost peeps up in here? <laughs> oh, yes. Go, there's going to be ghost peeps. There's going to be pumpkin like Reese's cups. Um, there's going to be necko waves. We're going to be snorting lines and necko wafers oh. up here. I don't oh. give a shit. Um, That's what he's going to make us. He's going to make us watch a movie and while eating those candies. <laughs> I think I might rather snort necko wafers, depending <laughs> on the movie. We'll see. Blue talky dust coated necko wafers that's what we're gonna have so next week so well this was a lot of fun guys um <laughs> as you. always uh we'll, we'll be talking you know we got some minisodes coming your way next week i will i will pick a movie to inflict upon my co-host here um and then of course as always i didn't mention on the top of the show if you didn't already, follow us on Instagram. It has at Halloween is forever, at Halloween forever on Twitter, Halloween is forever podcast on Facebook, or shoot one old fashioned email over on the, at Halloween is, or I'm sorry, Halloween is forever pod. I always miss, forget that one, at gmail.com. 
Um, and yeah, we're going to be posting some stuff uh, in the coming weeks about what our, believe it or not, September episode is going to be, which is pretty <laughs> damn wild. Yeah. So anything else before we sign off? Yeah, keep an eye out for those polls. You can maybe we'll still put a poll up just to see if somebody else would have won. That's a good yeah. idea from the audience. That's a good idea. I, just, uh... so, just so Meg and Steve can rest easy, <laughs> knowing that they never had a chance, uh, even if it was tied. Um, no. So uh, and also, uh, uh, I would be remiss if I did not mention. Um, send us those uh, suggestions, Sil. Yeah. I don't think we called out in the oh, last yeah. couple episodes. So we haven't got a bunch of new ones in the last couple of weeks, but we, we have a whole big giant pool. But if you have any questions, uh, or I'm sorry, suggestions rather for episode topics, again, they can be movie subgenres. They can be stuff like this, you know, Halloween episodes and stuff. Probably in the next few months, we'll do some 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 spooky stuff, but uh, send them on over there in I the DMs. I think it would be really fun too, leading up to Halloween month as well, since we'll obviously have all the mini episodes, mm. like favorite Halloween memories mm -hmm. like favorite like whether watching movie obviously watching movies or like any sort of experience that would be really really cool to share on the podcast absolutely here. yep people are gonna listen i'm already in full spooky season mode uh i'm gonna drag all you sons of bitches along with me and we're gonna get <laughs> drag real us spooky. Down. we're gonna get real spooky so as always, uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, like, comment uh, on on the social medias. Write us a review on there and on Apple Podcasts if you feel so inclined. Uh, and shoot us a note uh, if you have anything cool to, to, to talk to us about. Otherwise, uh, for the Halloween is Forever crew, I'm Brian. I'm Meg. I'm Steve. Bye. Bye. Bye.